podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to episode 399, Jesus fucking wept, of <laughs> Film Bastards. My name is Ian Loring, and as always, I am joined by... Becky Foster, hello everyone. I'm Matt Foster, hello everybody. And uh, thanks to Becky not letting Mark go to the cinema, uh, you, we now have our delayed Let's Go Back to the Cinema episode. Becky, so heartless um i like that she's not defending herself she just I knows mean, she's right the first day of our holiday, so. sorry it was literally the first day of our holiday and i didn't want to go with you so cine world wasn't up because the seats are too uncomfortable that's not why uh, <laughs> patreon.com forward slash film bastards for a discussion of cinema seating um <laughs> <laughs> so uh god coming up this week what have we got right we have got um kind of a mix of stuff that is maybe kind of already in the rear view but also uh current stuff so current stuff uh we have got this week's the conjuring the devil made me do it uh we've got religious horror the unholy we've got angelina jolie um and a boy in a forest on fire uh those who wish me dead uh we've got uh the chris rock saw spin-off spiral from the book of saw all cinema films and hey netflix had a big one as well it's Zack snyder's army of the dead uh so bloody hell um we've also got uh we've also got some big trailers um we've got what we watched including mark and becky's hot tub catch-up um and yeah prop I, I actually fuck me we got news as well like some pretty big cinema related news broke today mm. uh so just very quickly patreon.com forward slash film bastards two dollars a month help support the show you get longer stuff and at some point you're going to get extra content as well we be busy and i'm very very sorry about that uh i am uh la 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 we are a pod syndicate show podsyndicate.com uh, our collective of lovely like-minded people bringing lovely lovely content chinstroker versus punter the iron sequel entertainment landfill beyond the neon his film her movie uh the bonus podcasts uh uh yes just uh plenty plenty over at podsyndicate.com so let's get into it because i think it's going to be a long one news amazon bought mgm for yeah like four billion dollars more than than mgm originally asked for <laughs> just just because why not <laughs> yeah i mean so apparently um apple uh was also in the hunt and there was someone uh there was like another conglomerate that were like mm, yeah we might have a bit of that but uh the price that Adam, amazon were willing to uh, willing to pay just dwarfed it it's an interesting one because mgm apart from bond None of their output actually seems to make any money, but they got a fat library. And when Amazon have got a streaming service, they want that fat stack of content. But but with it being Amazon, they'll probably forget to put it on or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll, you'll search No Time to Die and it will be the 10th result. Yeah. 
will. It'll they'll they'll put on all the wrong movies. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, it's an interesting one. It doesn't feel like Amazon particularly want to be a big player in the in the cinema market. And frankly, I I would worry about MGM to own properties on on the big screen. Maybe Bond aside, but who knows? Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's a great the. I mean, this and. Um, uh, AT&T fucking off um, Warner Media and basically combining it with Discovery and then going, right, who wants this then? Um, or spinning it off as a separate entity. All this fucking conglomeration, it, it, you know, it is worrying and it is annoying because it's like, how many streaming services do you have to subscribe to now? Um, but at the same time, yeah, you know, buy up all your physical media and whatnot, but let's call it what it is apart from your boutique stuff that like this stuff's going to stop being released on physical media. Um, and then, you know, what are you going to do with films in the future? Which is, you know, it sounds depressing, but it kind of is what it is. Um, what, what are your thoughts? The thing about it, it is, it's, it's, there's an idea, I think, uh, or there's a, there's a there's a myth behind these um, these studios. Um, they get passed round from business to business for years. You know when um, when you know Twin Time Warner got sold to AOL all those years ago. Mm. Everyone said the same thing. Um, and the fact of the matter is that um, there are there are, there are two ways that the movie industry, or three ways that the movie industry makes money: advertising, streaming services, and the cinema. Yeah. Now they've realised in the past year they really need the cinema mm. because it, it 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 makes a fuck ton of money. Um, and it, it feeds the experience of it. The the idea that that you could have a streaming service and they can go, well, we get that money all the time, so why do we want to release it here? The, the ridiculousness of that is, well, surely you want both. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's the thing, where they've gone, they've had a taste of just having one and gone, hang on a minute, we were doing really well with both before. Yeah. Why, not, why, don't, why don't we do that? And... You know, we'll, we'll also make other money out of other avenues because it's no coincidence that I'm not talking about like minor shareholders, but major, massive shareholders <coughs> in companies like um, Amazon, for instance, or Taiwan and things like that are often own massive, massive, massive shares in confectionery companies and things like that. You know, yeah. they, they just they do. You know, when it all boils down to it, there's certain groups and there's certain things that all own an awful lot of things. Yeah. It, the machine feeds itself. But it, in terms of streaming services, it's it, it's so convenient and so easy for them. Yeah. But well, not only that, it's so convenient and it's so easy for the consumer as well. Um. The issue that you that you start to kick into is the idea of 
for instance, um, Amazon have bought MGM, so they now will own the MGM library. Right. Well, that mean that those will all pop up on Amazon, like that's well, right. Mentality. But Disney owned Fox, and is everything that on Fox on fucking Star? No. Mm. Not everything that fucking uh, Disney have. Disney have Touchstone. That shit don't fucking touch. What is it? So it's it's almost like there's this paralysis with these companies where they bought these things so they can have these things so they can put it on a streaming service so they can do whatever. But then they've kind of bought it and gone right. Well, whew, fuck, we own that now, so we can control it. I should upload it. Oh, fucking hell, can we do it? Can we do it like next Thursday? Because pretty tired to be honest from all that negotiating. And it does seem a little bit like that. You know, the the idea. Amazon haven't bought MGM because they want the fucking back library of MGM. They don't want all of the fucking Thin Man films, do they? They don't want that. They want Bond. And they want some of the catalogue titles. And the way that they look at it, a lot of the time with the boutique titles and things like that is, do you know what? Fuck it. If someone wants to give us a little bit and we share a little bit of license and they want to do all the fucking hard graft and release that, bollocks, we'll let them fucking do it. Mm. There you fucking go. And we'll 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 still have a bog standard copy on whatever streaming service. Yeah. But it, we are heading towards a little bit of a a point where the consumer's gonna start going, Do you know what? Spending a hundred quid a month on my TV and broadband service. And then another hundred quid a month on my various streaming services. It, it's going to get to the point of where they're starting to dilute the, the the idea of streaming so much because you need so many different ones yeah. Yeah. that it's not going to take long before within ten years before they go. Do you know what? We need to fucking combine this. We need to get together and have it so that for fifty dollars you get all of them. Well, th- th- yeah, I mean, this is th- this is why Netflix did so well to begin with, because they were just like, well, you lot don't have this service. We'll pay you a licensing fee. Brilliant. So then all these companies like, you know, if it, it feels like years ago that there was Disney content on Netflix, but there was a fucking shitload of Disney content oh, yeah. on Netflix, you know, yeah. um, and I, d- I don't know. It's interesting because in like the, the latest quarterly earnings, like Disney were like. Yeah, Disney Plus numbers over this last three months, new numbers not as strong as we thought they were going to be. Well, it's because because it's a the problem is Netflix caters um, to everyone. You know, it, it, there is there is enough on that for everybody. Mm. Uh, there's kids content, right up to adult content. The only thing they don't have on there is fucking porn. Um, <laughs> And that's because porn got well ahead of this streaming before fucking anybody. Mm. You know, you want to yeah. look at what you want to look at what what is happening and what is going to be the next thing in medium um, <laughs> and content, etc. Then look at porn because it's always ahead of everybody. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's true. Who, who who invented the ability to take a payment on a card over the internet? Oh, it was porn. <laughs> um, so the problem that they have is with Disney is. You are buying it for access to the catalogue of Disney films, so the Marvel films and the um, the Star Wars 
arts films and the Disney library. You're buying it to be able to access that. So if you've got kids, something like that, boom, it's a fucking no-brainer. So much content on there, it's a no-brainer. But the problem is, once you've watched, you're not going to do three re-watches of the Marvel movies in a year. No. Yeah. You know, and if you are, you're the type of guy who is going to have them on 4K. Or on Apple TV. Or you're already going to have them. Mm. So you don't necessarily need that. No. Um, same with the Star Wars ones. You know, they're never, Disney is never going to stop releasing Star Wars films on physical media. They're just not because they know people will buy it. Mm. They could release a new fucking version of them every month and the hardcore would bitch about it and would still buy them. And I am not criticising the hardcore. Fucking good on you guys. You know, you're getting rinsed, but you kind of don't give a shit. And my, I, I, I admire that. My my only, my only uh, kind of objection to that would be that the latest Skywalker Saga 4K set that came out had, like, no new extras. They didn't even redo the 4K scans that were from, like, I want to say around the time Phantom Menace came out in 3D and they they did new scans of them because they thought they were going to re-release them all in 3D. Um, You know, minimum effort seemed to be the the thinking with with that 4K set. And it, it just... Will like if 8K physical media ever becomes a thing, I, it's not going to. But if it did, would they even be asked to actually rescan it, or are you just looking at an upscaled 4K? In and the United I, States alone, Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker on Blu-ray alone sold over two million copies. Yeah, I. I but that's that's blue. I bet DVD it was like 20 million copies. Yeah, it, I, so, I, so I, they're still making a fuckload on physical media. I, what I think what I'm trying to say is they'll make a fuckload on physical media, but I don't necessarily think that they're going to bother like putting stuff out in new formats. Oh, no, they, they won't, because what they can do instead is they can put it in a different case. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And they, know yeah. They, they, don't need, they don't need to bother with what is that, the shit anymore, oh. because they know that it's... Fuck it. Bear with me. I'll be back in 20 seconds. Sorry. I just yeah. need to check on something. Two ticks. Um, that's the thing. Um, it's the there's, there's there's always these these the the, the 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 worry that things will change and things will change and things will adapt. But um, I I remember reading about the idea of Netflix um, in one of the like fucking super nerdy trade magazines for videos back in like the early 90s and the idea was wasn't that uh, you do it on the internet because the internet fucking didn't exist at this point but the idea was that what you do like a mail order no a mail order that what you do somehow and I, I, I remember reading this article about it in the in the early 90s that you'd you'd ring a number like you rung up for the because you used to fucking you know this one for the teenagers here if we have any listening when you wanted to um know what time the cinema things were on, you rang a number and it fucking told you. Oh, no. Yeah. Teletext. Oh, there was teletext as well. So what you what you do, I just, what I do, like, I, remember, I remember thinking, and this is going to blow your fucking mind. You ring up a number and you select a movie via a phone and then 
you put your phone down and somehow it comes through your phone line and you watch the fucking movie. And that was there was an article about this in the early 90s that was that, which essentially is now what yeah. streaming is. Yeah, yeah. This was been predicted before the technology even fucking existed. Mm. But actually, it's so much fucking more than that. But then the, there's the other thing of um, a big shout that you hear from people is... Um, and it was quite amusing that it, w- it was brought up on the Edgar Wright and Tarantino interview in the Empire podcast, mm. which was a brilliant interview, um, where a lot of people criticise and will say about Netflix and will say about Amazon and various streaming services, yes, but there's nothing pre-1990 on it. Mm. Um, so you, you, you can't watch anything from like the 50s and 30s and 70s and things like that. And Tarantino said, well, iTunes. And it was people like, ah, it, uh, what's his, is it Chris, Chris Hewitt um, is the host of the Empire podcast, isn't he, Ian? Yeah. Yeah. He said, oh, yeah, but you, you, you have to pay for that. And that's when Tarantino was kind of like, well, yeah. Mm. And it, it, it is a little bit, there is a little bit of that. Is It's there, it, you just have to pay it for is it. It's people of, you know, but 10 years ago, if you wanted to watch something, it, it, it's how it seeps into the, into the into the consumer's mind, into the film watcher's mind, is I want to watch, think of a random fucking film from the mid-noughties or the mid-90s. 28 Days Later. 28 Days Later. I want to watch 28 Days Later, right? Ten years ago, you'd have to go, you'd, if you wanted to watch 28 Days Later, you'd either have to order it via Amazon to arrive the next day, or you'd have to fucking run out to HMV in your lunch break and buy it then. You'd probably get it for three or four quid, right? Mm. But now people will look at it and go, right, well, it's not on, what is it? It's not on blah, it's not on blah, it's not on blah. Oh, how the fuck do I get it? And then if they can't get it, it's like, oh, well, and it's like it doesn't exist. Mm. And it, it, it's that, it's the weirdness of, of, of that, is it's almost like, well, I'm paying for all movies because I'm spending this, this and this. I, I shouldn't have to buy the physical as well. I think that's a legitimate complaint, though. You can't, like, Netflix used to be great value for money. It it, ju- it just was. And now Disney have got their own. So loads of the Disney-owned properties have gone off there. Buffy is a great example, to be fair. Me and Isabel were wanting to watch Buffy. It's Disney, isn't it? Yes, it is now. But they pulled it from Netflix before yeah. plus got Fox, before Star started. Um, so there's a gap there where it wasn't on anything. But it's like, well, if if Disney are going to go, right, well, no one else is allowed to show Fox stuff now because we own it all, but they're they're also not going to upload it, then you know, you, you, you're paying such a lot. We've got Amazon Prime, Netflix, fucking movie. Maybe not movie still. <laughs> Disney Plus, Arrow. Yep. And there's still stuff, even with all of that, and that's quite a lot of money when you put it all together. Mm. And then there's still stuff that you're going to have to buy off iTunes, and it's like, they, they, I mean, they don't, because once you've got them, you're unlikely to get rid of them in the on the fucking off chance that they get something good. But Netflix isn't value for money anymore. Mm. It just isn't. We rarely watch a film on Netflix. It's, it's, it's a peaks and troughs thing, I think, with Netflix. Unless it's a new Netflix property, and let's be honest, the, the, the quality is not great. Hmm. Where, 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 where are you standing with it, Eve? I just, 
Yeah, I just find it all depressing. <laughs> I, I don't have much more to say, to be honest, guys. I mean, they're still there to buy as individual movies. That's not gone away. It's just... Yeah, I don't know. I just... It, it feels to me like, you know, buying movies is... is is going the way i don't know like itunes and spotify you know it's like you got vinyl noel's got his cds um but yeah i i don't know i you know it's the, the physical media thing with me is really slowed down um it's like i look at the price of this stuff and it's like Sometimes I'm like, yeah, do you know what? I will spend 25 fucking quid on an Italian, or 30 quid on an Italian language variant cover of The Bird with the Crystal Plumage 4K. And then other times I'm like, what the fuck? That's 30 pounds. It's that, it, 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 it's that thing, though, isn't it? it it's the, 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 there is, there is a cathartic release in, 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 in treating yourself. And I think part of that is, is having, a physical thing that you've got there. Yeah, like I wouldn't spend money um, on an iTunes movie. No, I, I, but I quite it's enjoy the, the, the iTunes What Is It stuff. But, have anything but there is an element of you don't have anything. And they can fucking pull it whenever they there. want. Mm. I mean, there's an interesting case going on in the US at the moment is, regarding yeah. this. Yeah. Oh, you did, yeah. yeah. Um, about that. And you both it and you neither of you fucking commented on that. Oh, they'll be really interested in this. This will start off. I did actually read it. And then you both fucking ignore it. Because you did it in the middle of the deal, we're both at work. <laughs> That's not the point. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's um Yeah, there isn't that 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 special what is it? And there's there's been a few recently um of physical media things that have made me go, huh. Uh, can we put the shelves back off? No. Uh, we can put maybe a shelf up just for the Is special it, editions. We could do that wall in there. Uh, but there's, but there's, yeah. been, there's been a few where I've gone, do you know what? We don't have a 4K player yet, but at some point we're going to end up getting a PS5 if they ever really exist again. Um, and at some point we'll, and we'll have a 4K player and we will have some 4K discs to, to, to use on it. And I will look at it and go, I might just treat myself to the odd that and that and that like uh there was one recently um the, 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 i mean for instance I, i'm probably gonna get the basic instinct set just because it's the basic instinct set mm. and it looks like a good set um and then there was another one recently where i was like yeah all right you might have me on that mm. and i can't remember what it was but but yeah yeah i, I yeah i don't know um I, I, I just there's a part of me that's just like what's the point in carrying on when I can see the end or like kind of in sight frankly it could swing back around though I mean you yeah, never know like always does you look at you look at books as a as an example for a while though when they first came out everyone just read everything on fucking kindles and uh, you don't really see people with them anymore I mean I know that people have got it on their phone and their iPad and stuff like that but I think that was it. Oh, wait, it was I, the almost famous 4K. Okay. Um, but yeah, people, there's a there's a sort of a, a tangible, tan, what do I mean that? Tangibility. Yeah, tangible experience of actually sitting and reading a book and holding it and hmm. 
absorbing yourself in it and you know you, you get that same kind of thing with buying a film on a dvd and taking it home and you've got the booklets in it and the cover art and you, you own something mm. it, it, may, it might people might go do you know what fuck this streaming bullshit as all, the, as all the separate streaming services get weaker because it's so fucking diluted maybe people will just go do you know what no mm. I'm going to stop paying for all of these, and then if there's a movie I want... It's still going to go away, but, 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 but it will happen that the boutiques will just it, get a little bit better. It, it, it's tied in with my running theme that like, cinema as a popular culture art form is is on the wane for a variety of reasons, and I it, 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 it ties in with that for me. I just... I, 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 I think that I would say that as a cultural impact i don't think cinema's ever been higher than it is at the moment yeah i mean i disagree <laughs> with that i oh, when okay. i um when we went to conjuring yesterday um i obviously i got there a bit earlier than you and i was sat outside waiting for you for a bit because i didn't want to be stood in there for ages looking like a mental case so i sat outside for a little bit and the amount of groups of younger people mm. big like bigger groups obviously they'll be sat separately and stuff like that because of the the social distancing mm. that's in place but groups of friends of like teenage that were going into the cinema it was quite heartening really okay that's 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 encouraging but that okay. and and Fair the cultural stamp that for instance the the marvel films have had recently has been just massive yeah and, and, and it's not just been I think you can get caught up in your own bubble a little bit. Yeah. That makes you think that it's just it's just you that gives a shit about these things. But it ain't. There's, there's there's a lot of people. I keep getting asked the same question by the people I work with who none of them are, are big film fans, but they all enjoy films. But I keep getting asked the same question by all of them. When's Bond out? Mm. You see that that that's I don't know. That's just different with my. It's fascinating because it's you know we we both work in completely non-film related industries and it's like my work like i think i said last week it's like the people in my team did not fucking know what a quiet place was just no no idea um yeah it's um yeah i I get it's frequent is what is it they're all not like some of them are big film fans or anything like that yeah but there's still very much a you know, for instance, one of them was saying about it is going to see uh, was going, was talking about going to see a quiet place this weekend, um, and I was like, I thought one out till next weekend, and they're like, oh, well, we're, we're going to see it Monday. Mm. I was like, oh, right, fair enough. Um, so I think there is, it, it's definitely there, and people are are wanting to go to the cinema. I I am more than happy to be to be convinced otherwise so yeah i'm I'm pleased to hear that i mean when we came out of the cinema today there was three lads walking uh into the cinema as we came out three lads walking in um and two out of the three of them um had um godzilla t-shirts on so there's no fucking there is no way that those three lads weren't going in to watch godzilla versus tom yeah yeah. yeah, and so that's I, I, I noticed as I clapped, I was like, fair enough. But yeah, they're, they're definitely what is it? <laughs> mm. oh, good. Uh, okay, so all right, let's talk some trailers. Unless you guys had anything more. Uh, no, no. Oh, good, cool. No, that was um, 
yeah, that that was a heartening end to that. Thank you. Um, so trailers. I'm going to amp up my energy a little bit. Escape Room 2, Tournament of Champions. <laughs> Fucking yes, please. Look, the thing is, I haven't seen the Escape Room movies yet. You watched the wrong one, didn't you, Becky? It's good, though. <laughs> but Ian has seen it. Oh, Escape Room, so much fun. And, God, if this is out over here in July as well, man, like, fuck, let's go. Just let, let's go. Um... It looks like they've kind of amped up the scale of it as well, which I like. Like, the first one was a, a decent success. Like, not not exactly a home run, but, you know, they it, it did well. Um, so, yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to um, seeing seeing what, what, what they do there. Really am. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll catch up with the skate room before you, it, won't we? God, you two get such a kick out of it. Yeah. Like, you really we, will. It, it's been one of those we've wanted to watch for ages and just never just got round to Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm, it was on one of the streaming services. I think it's on Netflix. I think it might. Be, yeah. Um, I, I really, I'm, I'm looking forward to having another go around with that, uh, with the, with the first one prior to the, the second one coming out. I must say. Um, I think what we need to do then is wait till it comes out, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do a what is it? We'll do yes. a, a double watch. Double, double, double. Um, oh, also in uh, film news as well. Very, very sad news that Charles Grodin died last week. Um, yes. That dude fucking ruled. Uh, yeah. I think that's probably all I've got to say. He was great. Yeah. Um, a, 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 a true underappreciated um, yep. star. Yeah. And like a proper, you know, just a really good actor who happened to be an unbelievable comedian as well at the same time. Yeah, straight it, up. It, 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 honestly, I doubt there is if anybody is listening, but if you want to see just one of the greatest comedic performances of anyone of all time, Charles Grodin in Midnight Run is magnificent. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I watched The Heartbreak Kid recently, and that fucker's on YouTube. It looks awful, but it's on YouTube. Um, and he is absolute dynamite in that as well. Um, yeah. Um, Wish we had enough. In fucking Beethoven. Yeah, Beethoven's a good film. I honestly, I saw Beethoven in the cinema twice. It's a great film. Yeah, it's fun. Who'd you go with? On my own both times. Yeah. Um. So next trailer. Um. Dear Evan Hansen. (laughs) Oh God, yeah, we haven't talked about this, have we? No, we haven't. Do you know what? It looks like quite an interesting film, but no, why have they got like a 40 year old man to play the teenager? Honestly, my brain, about halfway through the trailer, just replaced him with, you know, in Greece, one, oh. of, the, one of his mates, what is yeah. it? That's in there. That <laughs> the look, yeah, that looks like mm-hmm. he's about 50. Yeah. Just replaced him with him. Was it Kanicki? No. It was. I'll find. I'll find which cunt it was. I know exactly the one you're talking about. Though I, it's the thing is, yeah, all right. He he played the role on Broadway and whatnot, but fuck me, like, and he's he's come out on the defensive and kind of like like had a pop at all like the kind of like the armchair critics having a go at him and whatnot. It's like no, fuck off. Like, just because you've muddied up your hair a little bit and apparently there's some CG shit going on with it as well. No. You're playing a fucking high school kid, you twat. He's 28 but, years old. And he doesn't I, even look I, I young 28. 28. <laughs> rough 28, yeah. Fucking hell. But it, it's... 
I, he should be fucking embarrassed that he he's done that. Mm. And he like on, honestly, I mean like not not like like really. I I don't know. In, in a way, I think he deserves he kind of he deserves it just because you know I'm sure he's he's gotten paid quite well. His dad is the producer of the film. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Mark Platt, the producer. Ben Platt, the actor. Um, and it's oh, yeah. it's. It's a little bit fucking like nepotism mixed with, well, it's his role anyway. No, no, no. Caitlin Diva as your love interest. Nah, call the police. <laughs> no, no. But honestly, though, like that, that it's not that far away from that. Be, what, what that should be the reaction. Like if that was if it was not a musical, if it wasn't Dear Evan Hansen, and it was the story of two high schoolers who have a relationship and whatnot. One of them's played by a 28-year-old and the other one's Caitlin Diva. Like, people would be going fucking nuts. And I get that, it, it like, the anger energy seems to have turned into taking the piss energy. But I I don't know. I there, There's something that makes me feel uneasy there. I Also, frankly, it looks like World's Greatest Dad, but a musical. Like, what... How is that a plot for a, a heartwarming, feel-good film? Yeah, it, I, I don't. I, I, that's it. I, I, I was watching, going. So he's faking being friends with this kid, benefiting from it. I, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> nah. It, it, I, I think. And it, Connor's supposed to be troubled as well, and he finds one of Evan's yeah, I, I know. letters. And... and he's going to use it to take the piss out of him, but then he kills himself, and no, then they no, think no. it's the suicide note. No, it, it upsets him, and he kills himself that night. Right, but they think that they, that letter's the suicide note. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But he's not pretending to be his friend, I don't think. He's trying to be his friend, and then Evan, Evan's letter upsets him, and then he tops himself. That, I, I did not get that from the trailer. No, I got no, the trailer no. that he was a jerk. No, but I read about the play afterwards. The plot of the play. What? So hang on. The, the kid who takes the letter is trying to be Evan's friend? Connor, who signed his cast. Yeah. Who, he then finds one of Evan's letters on, well, according to the plot of the thing, finds one of Evan's letters on the printer, and it mentions having a yeah. push on his sister, which upsets Connor. And he thinks that he's printed it and left it there for him to find to make fun of him because he's got anxiety as well. So he's, he's sort of persecuted yeah, by it. Yeah, dug out from the trailer. That's oh. not what the trailer fucking no. sells at all. Yeah. No. It wasn't surprised me if the movie changes that. Possibly, yeah. 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 Um, I, I, I will not be rushing to see it, but probably will end up seeing it. <laughs> I am intrigued by it. I don't like the fact that people at least start singing just randomly. No. It's going to really take me out of it that he looks well old. Yeah. Like, like not even just like a little bit too old, like the fucking Riverdale cast look too old. Like, well old. I knew nothing about it before I watched the trailer. Right? Knew nothing about it. Honestly, when I saw him put on the backpack and walk into school, I thought, oh, is this a Gary Sanchez production? genuinely <laughs> yeah. was shocked that it wasn't. I don't know what that means. <laughs> no, it, 
I thought it was like fucking from the fucking school of like Step Brothers and Anchorman and oh. the House and things like that. And then it, we're gobsmacked to find out that it's not, that it's <laughs> serious. <laughs> it does look like How Do You Do Fellow Kids, the movie. Um, and yes, the, the, the thing is, right, I, I think I've told you guys this before, but like, so in when I was in sick form, there was a bit of a controversy at my school where Channel 4 came in to film a documentary ostensibly about a kid who had been homeschooled for years uh, being put into like public education, like his experience with kind of like dealing with suddenly having classmates and all that. Like Mean Girls, the documentary. Yeah, um, it turned out that he was actually like 28 and it was essentially like a a person in their 20s perspective of going back to school and like what is it like now ah so more like a never been kissed documentary yeah 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 um and it was it was it was really weird because i i I actually I, i got like relatively friendly with like the production team and um like went out for drinks and stuff with them and like uh first time i ever watched requiem for a dream it was just like with the cameraman on the documentary it was weird um and uh yeah and none of us knew about this and then it came up and like it blew up and so that that's the thing it's like maybe because i've got a little bit of of, like almost like experience of (laughs) a how do you do fellow kids in fucking real life (laughs) that it, it it is um and it was so weird though like because he just seemed like off he just it like he was constantly like tired and drained and to be honest with you I think it was just like the emotional stress of the whole situation um was like getting to him and I I I understand that now but no I mean it's so this is the thing it's like seeing someone in their late 20s try and pull this off just like almost subconsciously just really like annoys me um and kind of like weirds me out um i mean god this like there was a girl who had a bit of a crush on him and there was speculation in the school that they they were a thing like before like before this stuff came out and like she like I, I, yeah, she didn't top herself or anything, but like she was obviously a wreck after. It was a horrible fucking situation, but um, yeah, I uh, that yeah. So there's an element that that there's a large part of this casting that can really go fuck itself, and especially when he is then just having a go at the people having a go at him. Nah, do you know what? Maybe say yeah, I'm 28 years old. I did this role on Broadway. I think I can make the best fit of the role, not just like, oh, you you people are criticizing me. Blah, blah. No, fuck off. No, no, not having it. Yeah. Expect your backlash when you're, you look like you're in your 40s and you're only 28 and you're playing a 17-year-old. Yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ. He literally looks like he's 15, 20 years older than Tom Holland. Yeah. Wrong. Wrong. Moving on. Uh, we'll watch it though. Yeah, that's it. Because we're fucking <laughs> hypocrites. Uh, the Eternals. Well. Yeah. The Eternals. Uh, 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 Marvel banking on that hot. I hope the public really fucking love watching Magic Hour shit. Yeah. I I need it to be fun. The poster, the trailer, none of it's fun. 
Yeah. It's look, all look at the wonder of it all. No, yeah. fun. It is. It, it's. Um, it's just just looks. It, it just looks boring. It looks really, really boring. We watched it with Isabel in the room, didn't we? And yeah. her first comment was, so are they like colonizers and shit then? Yeah. And it was kind of like... Kind of, actually. I think yeah. they might be, actually. Fucking hell, man. Teenagers are fucking brilliant. Like, the, the fact that she came... I would never have come out with that when I was her age, because I, I, I was obviously really dumb. Which, like, well, it's like, when I watched it going, I think they might be, yeah. This is a little bit. This feels a little bit off. <laughs> it just, it, it looks shit. It looks boring. I think I said to you in on the, we had a chat on, on WhatsApp. It was like at the end of it, they, they'd finished the trailer. They showed it to, um, they showed it to Kevin Feige and went, look this. And he's gone, brilliant, magical. It's amazing. Doesn't it look great? However, could you just put something in about the Avengers or some Marvel characters that people know? So people know it's a Marvel movie. Just to, just to anchor it. Just, yeah, just to anchor it in. And he's put on his gone, I didn't think you're putting a joke about dead characters. Yeah. 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 I, it, that, it doesn't feel a million miles off of, like, Chloe Zhao trying to replicate the human um, uh, concept that is humour. Yeah. It, it, it's... I, I, I was watching it going... This is two minutes, 20 seconds, and I am so bored. Is it, is it Chloe Zhao? Yeah. Yeah. That did, yeah. Yeah. That way it feels so fucking, like, earnest Sepia. and needy. Sepia. Earnest and needy yeah. is fucking perfect. I liked Nomadland. To be, I know you two really didn't. I like Nomadland. This feels like a square peg in a round hole so far it's if that is right the thing is if that isn't the movie and that's the first trailer mm. then yeah, it is just like a teaser trailer and it? it's not then like a full. no but if that's the first trailer it, it is a little bit like hmm i am really not fucking sure if with with, with 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 whether or not literally we've got a movie that should have come out over a year ago that's it. Black that, that, like that, a limbo that should never have happened anyway mm. that should have been a tv show um and the reason why it wasn't is because scarlett johansson quite rightly is too big a star to do a tv show um then there's what's next the Shang-Chi. eternals a really boring looking movie mm. There's the Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, yeah, which I, I watched it and went, yeah, that looks that, look, that looks boring. And then I watched the Snake Eyes trailer and went, oh, that looks like a lot of fucking fun. I'll go watch that instead. <laughs> right. And then literally you look at it going Christmas week, Spider-Man. That could be the one that kind of gets everybody excited. But now you're almost at that thing where if. If those first three don't do great, and then Spider-Man does fucking gangbusters, they're going to be a little bit like, shit. I think Black Widow and Spider-Man, and maybe even the, the there's the other one in the um, Multiverse of Madness, that's 
what's his face? That's not till next year, though, is it? Doctor Strange, yeah, but they're... I think they'll do okay, because they're established characters that people already give a shit about. Eternals, I could not give less of a fuck. And Shang-Chi, same. Mm. I don't know these people. Yeah. They should have introduced the new ones towards the end of the last phase. Yeah. So that people at least kind of had some level of familiarity with them and wanted to know what happened next. Mm. The most hotly anticipated one will be the new Black Panther, the new Spider-Man and the new Doctor Strange. Mm. 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 But yeah, the Eternals looks boring. Good shit. What else have we got? Last night in Soho? So, I'm a, I'm, I am a little bit done with every single fucking director in Hollywood quote tweeting it. And it, it feels like Edgar Wright's just on a WhatsApp with them, shared the link and were like, RT's welcome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. He, the thing is, Edgar Wright's very, very popular for a lot of reasons. Because yeah, absolutely. He's a thoroughly nice guy. Um, and is now up there with a, a number of filmmakers where if you were to go to me like tomorrow and go, oh, there's a 10-hour episode of uh, Edgar Wright just talking about films he likes, I, I would be like, right, I need to fit this 10 hours in in the next 15 hours yeah. somehow because he's fascinating to listen to talk about movies. Mm-hmm. But, but, yeah, I mean, you know, not the biggest fan of Baby Driver, which is like the most cursed film of the last 10 years. Uh, I mean, Ansel Elgort and Kevin Spacey, that's a fucking hell of a combo that is. Jesus, wet. I like Baby Driver, though. I like Baby Driver. I, I need to rewatch Baby Driver. I didn't get on with it for uh, on first blush, but I, I, I will rewatch it pre-last night in Soho. And I was a little bit wary for most of this trailer but then that last 20 seconds or so, it was like, I'm going to need a lot of this. Like, I, 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 you know, like the fucking her looking shocked with the fucking mascara, like that are being reflected in the knife. I want shit like that. You well, know, I want I, hands I, I, coming out of floorboards. Yes, please. Apparently it, it's it's Edgar Wright's version of a jello. Yeah, and and uh, uh, apparently Malignant is James Wan's version of Gia- of Giallo. So let's fucking go. You know, I, I, yeah, I, it's no. I mean, I I I will watch Anya Taylor Joy basically in anything at this point. Um, you know, at, ever so slight Susan of dirty old man about it. I'm just gonna have to own that. But I also think she's like she's good. You know, she was fucking terrific in in Emma. I think she was the best thing about the New Mutants by a fucking distance. Um, I, I that's not a high bar, that though. No, 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 it's not. And it's like I want to make some time for the Queen's Gambit, and I don't watch TV, but can, I want to. Can I put out there? You say that, Becky. If there was a fucking New Mutants two out next week, we'd all go fucking watch oh, that motherfucker in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bang up for that. That's yeah. not the point, though, Mark. I'm saying it's not quality content. I thought it was all right. Yeah, yeah no, I, th- I thought it was okay. I thought it was serviceable. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, it, it's pretty pretty in the wheelhouse. I kind of hope this is the only trailer 
Um, I don't think it will be, but I'd love it if this was. Um, yeah, yeah, bring it on. Bring it on. I'm very, very up for it. Yeah. It kind of feels a little bit like if Midnight in Paris and Black Swan had a baby, but then they split up because Midnight in Paris was fucking creepy, and then Black I mean, Swan... I Midnight in Paris is fucking creepy, <laughs> when you think about it. Black Swan got together with Neon Demon. Fair. Yeah, That's that a nice why we all get behind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It has got a real Neon Demon look to it, hasn't it? Yeah, it does, yeah. It looks fantastic. It looks... It looks aesthetically beautiful it, it, it does and it feels that is helped by Anya Taylor Joy though because she looks fucking stunning in that trailer it, it's but as well it feels like a little bit am I right in thinking is this the first no you did Baby Driver after World's End didn't they yeah yeah it, it this feels like the first Edgar Wright movie that isn't going to rely on an element of quirk mm. yeah I get that and that, that, again, that's not Christmas. Dragon Wright has it, has it, has it is fun, and I like some of his movies. And I don't get on with 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 some of his movies, um, but they have all felt like a little bit nerd bay. Yeah. Um, even to a point where Baby Driver seemed like it was going to be the what is it from that, and then it was just full of quirk mm. uh, and and a a reverence kind of kookiness to itself whereas this feels a little bit like it's somewhat different and Edgar Wright is clearly a very very talented filmmaker so that's that's gonna be interesting and Edgar Wright making a jello you go well the guy fucking loves that that medium so and And the amount of talent that is involved with that I think it could be something really fucking cool Mm. He'll be trying to entertain people as well. Mm. That's that's the thing. You know, everything he does in that film will be at the, the service of the audience. Yeah, it, it will be nothing like what's its um, remake of Suspiria, where yeah, yeah, perfect. it was yeah. just self-indulgent, just nonsense. Um, it, it will be, let's go to the cinema and have some fucking fun. Mm. Uh, also, if this is an excuse to get Edgar Wright like a Best Original Screenplay nomination or something like that, um, you know. Did he write it? I, I don't think they made a point of that, did they? Uh, yeah, he co-wrote it with um, the, uh, the 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 one who co-wrote for the post of four times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean, yeah, it's. I I, I think that. It's just like he's so well liked that if the film is well reviewed, it feels like that's a thing that could happen. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it, it, it's almost like it seems a little bit like it's it, it's Edgar Wright's time to kind of be become more than the um, the guy who directed Shaun of the Dead. Oh, yeah. 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 John, it's still a fucking great movie. That's not a Christmas John. No, but it's also nearly twenty years old, and that's still probably the thing you most associate him with. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the correct answer to that is Scott Pilgrim. But anyway. Oh God, yeah. I thought you'd that. Scott Pilgrim 4K coming. Cool. <laughs> I bet that film's aged really badly. I, it's interesting. I was listening to the, the Dolby podcast the other day because, of course, I was. Um, <laughs> and there was uh, a, an interview with Edgar Wright and, and the sound designer. 
And the, the host of it was saying how like he watched Scott Pilgrim and was really surprised by how it just hasn't aged. I get the thing, if you're somebody who really likes Scott Pilgrim, you'll think it hasn't aged. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I, I'm waiting to rewatch Scott Pilgrim until it, until it, there, there, there's a 4K version of it I can watch. But I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward I'm to that. One of those with Scott Pilgrim, I'm really, really glad people like it. Three times in the cinema, baby. Three yeah. times. I'm really glad people like it. Um, <laughs> and and I don't do you know think what? It helps. I think you would probably like Scott Pilgrim an awful lot more if it wasn't Michael Sarah in it. Maybe yeah. Uh, nah, I, just, I, I couldn't go on that movie. It's mm. not. It's not my bag. Is what no, I would say there. No. But Chris, other people love it. Great. Chris Evans literally being introduced as the Universal logo theme music is playing is uh, a treat um anyway discussion for another time perhaps so what i'd say there Ian, is when the 4k comes out uh, we will rewatch it at the same time and we'll, we'll maybe do a little retro review yeah you, yeah I, mean, I, I will be nice yeah yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 if i still don't go on with it i will literally go didn't get on with it still but i'm glad you two loved it <laughs> itunes it up you'll be all right yeah. we've got it on steelbook no, I didn't. You bought me it for my birthday. Have we? I'm pretty sure we do. All right, fair enough. Okay, so let's start with the one that's freshest in my mind. I'll be honest, some of these, I think Mark and Bex might be leading the way because they might be slightly fading from memory. Um, But we will start with The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Directed by uh, Michael Chavez and starring Patrick Wilson, Vera Farmiga, Rory O'Connor, Sarah Catherine Hook, Julian Hilliard, and um, everyone's favourite swimming in the River of Ham actor, John Noble. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Conjuring Devil Made Me Do It, um, the third mainline Conjuring film. Uh Starts with the exorcism of an eight-year-old. Um, during that exorcism, his the eight-year-old's sister's boyfriend. Yeah, that's yes. right. Yeah. Um, basically says to like the demon, you know, take me instead. Demon's like, I'll have a bit of that. Um, and then um, he is kind of possessed, kills someone. Uh, he's awaiting standing trial, and uh, the Warrens uh are, are basically trying to save save him from a likely death penalty um so yeah not about ghosts this time you know uh kind of like like it's not really demonic spirity things uh bex this this and the unholy and spiral feel very bex wheelhouse so I'll, i'll turn to you first okay um did did you find that this one, uh, personally, I think The Country 2 in particular feels like really big budget horror, even though it's like a limited location, it feels big. How, what did you think as to like the scale of this one? I think scale wise, it's it's obviously it's a lot bigger. You've got multiple locations, you've got multiple victims um, with the same perpetrator. So you've got a lot more scope i think for fulfilling the runtime which i don't think conjuring 2 does successfully um tonally 
you know, it is it is a bit of a shift, but it's they're all about possession in some way. And this still is. So not really, it's not miles away, is it, than than the other two. It's just done very differently. Yeah. And on like you say, on a bigger scale. Hmm. That you see, that that that's interesting. Um I'm not trying to tri- uh, like catch you out or anything. Sorry, I've been in interview mode this week, and I keep on having to say people like it's not a trick question. I'm not trying to catch you out, so <laughs> I'm so sorry. I think I just slipped into that for a second. Um, but no, I mean I think as I thought, what was interesting was how Conjuring Two is set in a limited location, and yet there's something about the production design and the cinematography that just made it feel bigger to me than this and i get what you mean that like there's a lot more locations a lot it's a lot more sprawling like there are locations that are hundreds of miles away from each other um but i just it it it, it didn't have that kind of like epic horror-ness to it that i thought conjuring 2 did i, I think uh, that could be boiled down to the fact that it, it it's not james one yes mm. and james one is 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 an inc- I think is 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 possibly one of the most underrated directors working currently because of the the movies that he works within. I also, I also genuinely think that James James Wan um, might be one of the most important directors uh, of the past twenty years. Mm. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, for the sheer uh, the way that if you look at his the, the imprint he's had as a filmmaker on horror cinema, which is which has gone through so many changes in the past like, what, 15, 16 years since mm-hmm. the first Saw movie. And at the forefront of it is literally always James Wan. Yeah, I think Conjuring 2's got... That's the old man in the chair one, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yep. I think it... it probably does the set pieces better. I just think the overall, I think it, it, it I think by, it's, by it's fucking it long. Feels, yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's the problem is it, it's, it's over. Sorry, but it doesn't fill its runtime. And when it's not one of the big bits, it feels, I think we, we were discussing it last night. It feels like, a, like possibly because of the location, but it feels like a bit kitchen sink. Can I, can I point out that um, it, it's one of the big bits you are including um, Patrick Wilson and his guitar, aren't you? Yeah, That's one of the big bits. Good. Yeah, oh. yeah. Well, like the bit with the old man in the you. chair when, when, like, he sat behind her or something. Yeah. That's creepy as fuck. But there were some really scary bits in this that were really well done as well. Like, when little Luke was getting possessed at the start and they were trying to exercise him. And it was all like like bone cracky twisty person shit always freaks me out. That's why I love Japanese horror so much. And when he's like flipping over and then like his head's under his leg and like it's all he's all fucking twisted up like a pretzel. There, there was a bit though when he does that where he basically makes a face at his sister and it was a bit like that's quite funny though. Yeah. It's just, it's so objective. And I think maybe because I wasn't with it, but there were so many bits of this where I laughed. We had that in our screen, didn't we? There was with a the big fat corpse guy. The big fat corpse guy, yeah, which was, I'll be honest, 
it was a terrible sequence. Yeah, that was. Um, but yeah, the big fat corpse guy got a lot of laughs out of people, didn't it? Mm. But then you hated the bit where big big fat corpse guy came back. Yeah. And you didn't like that. <laughs> but it was to scare Ed, and then when it flips out and the guy called his name, and it's just like Lorraine there cowering and crying. I thought that was really well done. Mm. Mm. Um, there's one bit actually. Um, I didn't mention it to you last night, but you know when um the witch lady yeah is she's sort of standing there and she's like cracking all her fingers and her wrists and stuff at her yeah there's a bit where she she literally just flips on the bird and it's yeah, I don't think any no one laughed or picked up on it or anything in the cinema but she literally kind of flips her hand over so it's upright and then like straightens out her middle finger. Not the look out that we want Um. But yeah, yeah, go on. Sorry, someone else can talk. Do you want me to go? You can go if you want. Yeah. 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 Uh, can I, can I, I'll, I'll throw a question uh, to you at this time, Mark. Yes, go on. So it's just because you mentioned The Conjuring 2 and Patrick uh, Wilson singing Fools Rush In, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, two ticks. Hello, monkey. Coming in to say I'm home. Oh, cool. I made my own back. You what, sorry? Made my own back. You're going to make your what? I made my own book. You made your own book? Yeah. Have you brought it home? Yes. Cool. I'm going to read that later on. Okay. Cool. Nice one. Love you, babe. Love you. All right. Cool. Um, oh. Okay. There we go. Sorry about that. Um, looking forward to reading uh, reading her book. She was telling me about it earlier on. Um, so, yeah. So, full, yeah, he's playing Fool's Rush In. And did you feel that the Ed and Lorraine stuff was as like weirdly impactful as I, I mean, I certainly thought that was in the conjuring too. Um, they, they do try here, I think, but I'm, I'm intrigued as to how effective you thought it was. Cool. Can I jump in on that? Cause yeah. actually that's one of the things that I loved most about this movie is I think that Ed and Lorraine stuff said to you, first thing that came out is, yeah, it's a film about demons and witches and devils and shit like that, but it's not really. It's a film about how much Ed and Lorraine Warren just really fucking love each other, and I really, really loved that about it. I really I, loved it. Yeah, it, I, I was a little bit weirded out by the fact that Vera Farminger has decided three movies in to do uh, an accent. You can leave Vera alone. She wears some fucking cracking accessories and some really good boots in this movie, so you leave her alone. I, I am, but she also decides to do a voice <laughs> at points. I don't, I don't and, care. And it's almost like someone played her a tape of, of, of What's It Warren, and she went, what oh, does she sound like that? Oh, I'm fucked up for two movies. I'll give this a crack. Right, I don't care about the accent. Sartorially, she fucking kills it in this movie. That's 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 fine. And Ed and Lorraine really fucking love each other. Um, that's fine. Um, oh, I oh. thought the guy who played Arne was really good. Arne. I thought the guy who played Arnie was really good. Yeah. I thought he, was, he, yeah. he had a bit of a. I watched him going. He's got a bit of a a bit of a heart net thing about him. Could have been the fact that his hair was always poker straight. Uh, I the thing is. Oh, the bit where he turns around to the cop and he's like. Somebody. Like he's got such a great vulnerability to it. But the thing is, I, I think I, I've said this to you, Bex, when we came out. Yeah. This felt the most like the fantastical adventures of Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, and yeah, it, it felt like that. Whereas the first two felt like they were more almost procedural uh, ghost like accounts of these. Whereas this felt a bit more bombastic and a bit more. Um, 
a little bit like the director was trying to fucking show off a little bit. So you had the bits with the, you know, the connections between them, which we've not really had. But we've never had a human antagonist before. No, but we've also never had where the fucking, where it, it's a it's a Satanist who can, can fucking control people's minds and shit like that. That felt a little bit, so I can get the, the idea of, about that it was a, what is it? A human protagonist. That was cool, but it almost felt like there was just, there was something missing out of it in terms of it didn't feel as as polished. But I still had a great amount of fun with it because I enjoyed spending time with those characters that were there. Uh, and it was almost like when you're doing the, when it, when it was when it was having the, the more horror moments of it, I was getting a little bit bored. And I was more enjoying the the almost detective moments of them and, and, and the, that elements of it. Mm. Um, and then it does a great a great fake out bit. So when you at the at the end and remember guys Ross spoilers all the time, um, where he's forgotten his pills and it makes a point of him forgetting oh, his pills. And um, and then you've got you, you, you're thinking shit. shit. Shit, that no, they're not gonna, they're not gonna kill him off, and then it just goes snap. No, let's fucking let's just we're gonna put an end to this straight away. And she just goes there you go, and it's like fucking hell. But do you know why? Because she really fucking loves him. Yeah, and it's it, it was that moment of that where it was like that made me kind of like it made me smile in it. They have such a great fucking chemistry between them that it's just really really believable that they that they do love each other. Mm. Obviously they don't. They're separate people with lives and shit. It's not like a star is born up in this. Sh- film but it's like the bit where um he's too ill to go into the cellar bit the the underneath the house bit and he's like, but you'll ruin your dress and she's like just hold my purse and it's just like it feels really kind of organic and like just it's just really believable but and the fucking gazebo at the end killed me i was sat uh... there going, don't cry in a cinema becky that's just too fucking sweet just don't cry in a cinema but then, but then, but then there is also moments like, like, ah, oh, her altar will be down here somewhere in these, um, in the tunnels around this house. It's like, literally, she went straight in it. What, like, thirty yards, and it was there. I, mate, you could have fucking checked. You could have fucking stopped that. Wasn't that far away? I <laughs> do not understand why he didn't just tell them the first time they met. Yeah. I don't understand it. Bollocks. 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 He's a former priest who knows this situation. Because I, I, to be fair, it surprised me because I was convinced he was going to be a bad guy. Yeah. Um. So that that surprised me. But the reason why I thought he was a bad guy is because it almost doesn't make sense that he's a fucking good guy, considering what he does. Yeah, he did have a great line, though. Uh, where he, where he, he basically just says, man's good in, in bird shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is like, fair enough comment. <laughs> I, I mean, I obviously just did not connect with the film like, like Bex did. So, and like I said, this is a completely subjective opinion. I'm not saying that anyone is wrong. I thought this film was fucking bullshit. I 
thought it was such a step down from the first two. I, I like I it felt like a direct to video se- sequel where they just went, do you know what? Just pay Farmiga and Wilson what they want. And they went, you're paying us how much to be in this? Yeah. All right, then I like it. It it felt I I appreciate that they weren't basically using this as a test bed for spinoffs like the conjuring two does have those moments but i thought the scares were fucking shite and that's what that's what i come to these films for um the the, the, the whole just based on a true story stuff, I just can't get on board with. Like, the Warrens were, were fucking charlatans um, who basically abused the goodwill of an awful lot of people. I mean, uh, you could say the same thing about the first and the About second. the first two, oh, yes, yeah. absolutely. But here, I don't know. It, it's like, well, it's interesting that at the end they don't say that he was... Um, yeah, okay, he was found guilty of manslaughter, but not that they proved that that demonic possession was real or something like that. I just, it, 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 it felt like it was giving them too much credit, and I, I, yeah, I, 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 I thought it was, I thought it was funny when it wasn't supposed to be funny. I think it just, it's, its primary objective is to be scary. Is that fair to say? It, it's a horror film primary objective probably be scary creepy i would say with these i got creepy rather than scary i think with 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 these uh because for instance um we'll get to it later on saw um spiral uh from the book of saw is a horror film but i don't think that's supposed to be scary in any way it's supposed to be icky yeah 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 um I, i would always say the conjurings are more a more um creepy but annabelle and the nun and things like that are supposed to be scary yeah uh, okay no fair i i just i don't the, the conjuring one weirds me out it does the conjuring two i think is a really good big budget good looking well directed creepy film and scary as well to be fair i think conjuring two is scary this one I, I I wasn't scared by any of it. Um, the I didn't re- I just didn't really get the get the plot. If I'm on it, like I say, the John Noble character I, was fucking awful. Like that was all out of whack. And just like what was the Satanist getting out of it? Like okay, she like I I honestly I know that sounds really stupid. I would have liked to a bit of a motivation of like, well, what are you, what exactly are you getting out of this deal? Because if it fucks up, your soul's damned. That's that that that's some that's some big shit. So what are you getting in return? She gets um the powers of Satan. What are they then? That's the offer. She has to get all of these to be able to continue to have the powers that she has. What is she, I don't know. Like, what powers does she? I I don't know. What I, 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 powers she can control? Fucking cadavers from from miles away. I, yeah, I, I I I I no. Fair enough. I yeah. don't know. Like, I just spells and all that. All that lot is based on the predication that she has to provide these souls, and then once she's got them, she's got those powers forever. Uh, yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. I just. 
I didn't get on with it. I didn't buy it. I thought it was funny. I thought John Noble's shit. Um, I like Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga fine. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, it just didn't click with me. Didn't click. Um, and there, there, there are other horror films we'll be talking about on this show, which did click with me. So I don't think it's just me being a stick in the mud. I just, it, I, I thought it was a demonstrable step down from how effective the first two are. And maybe that's why I'm being so it's bullshit because of what came before. To me, it feels like a direct-to-video sequel that somehow got a big screen release. I think it's odd that they that that they gave it to Michael Chavez. He's Curse of La Lorraine guy. That's odd. Because the Curse of La Lorraine is fucking terrible. It was already agreed, wasn't it? Yeah, but they should have watched it and then gone, sorry, Mikey, you shit. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, for, for me, I enjoyed, I, I, I had fun with it. Fair um, enough, fair enough. With, with that. So I, I can't say that I didn't enjoy it because I did. Uh, I enjoyed the runtime as well. It felt it felt good. And I had, I had a, a decent enough amount of time with it. About as much fun as I think you should have watching these type of movies. Um, but... What I will say is it did it, it did feel a little bit like it was trying to borrow from too many films at points. I really enjoyed The Exorcist. Like, so there's The Exorcist the nod at the start. Um, shining at the end with him the, fucking the shining, chasing her. Where he goes all Jack Torrance. The uh, the bit in the um, in the prison. Uh, oh, Exorcist 3? Was very Exorcist 3. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad you picked up on that because nobody else seems to have picked up on that. And I was watching, going, this feels very Exorcist three, <laughs> and then nobody else. I've read a few bits, but and nobody else has picked that up. And I'm like, am I re- misremembering the Exorcist three? Uh, yeah, 3? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, like it really looked like it was staged, like the the prison cell exorcism in Exorcist three. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I it, sorry, it made me laugh as well. I would have just loved the moment with that priest at the end, where he was like, fuck. I did it. I'm the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There is that. Uh, no, but I, I, I had, I had a, a, a good enough time with it. I think it's um, it, it, in a week where I watched uh, where I watched nine horror sequels. <laughs> um, I would say it's yeah, that I'm, 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 I'm all right and comfortable saying that that I had at least a good time with this one. Because there's plenty that I didn't. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, I, I I think we're probably done. Like I say, I don't think anyone's an idiot for liking it or anything like that. I just I I just didn't get on with it. You know. Um. For me, definitely shit. But I I, I don't say that with any pleasure. I I I'm definitely not shit because I because I I too good a time with it for, to to not say that. Well, I'm guessing you're definitely not shit. Yeah. Yeah. And our our audience poll. Definitely not shit, 71%. Touching cloth, 12%. Shit, 12%. And Geostorm, 5%. I was teetering on Geostorm. I'm not going to lie. I was teetering on Geostorm. Mm. But the performances of Ed and Lorraine Warren... Uh, mm. They're too sincere. That. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in a good way. Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. right. <laughs> okay. We'll get, we'll, get, we'll get sincere and earnest 
in a not good way. <laughs> Later. Okay, nice. Have you ever wondered what so-called family films will scar your kids forever? Putting four or five-year-olds in front of this movie, it's like, if they didn't know what death was before this, they're going to know it after it. They're going to know it after it, and they're going to be freaking terrified. They're going to be questioning you. Yeah. Or do you have the slight suspicion that your loved one has a cold, dead heart? Yeah, The Dark Knight has got like, all the orphans, and like, oh no, we're going to die. They did not build up those orphans at all. In my head, I was like, kill them. Then look no further, the His Film, Her Movie podcast is the show for you. It's the movie podcast that celebrates the contrasting cinematic tastes of its hosts. So join Jordan and Lauren every week on their unique journey through the land of the silver screen. So if you're looking for a few laughs, some fun film-related chat, then get involved. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, hey, Hannah, you know, I think you really can't be a good rewatch of a TV show. Would you agree with that, love? Oh, yes, I would. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think during, you know, global pandemics, storms, all of these things, it's quite nice to just sit down and burn through something that you've seen a million Absolutely times. Absolutely nothing like a binge watch. Star Trek. Babylon 5. Because you could sit there for hours looking at serial killer documentaries. Absolutely. Uh, that Netflix. doesn't make you a weird person uh, at all. It doesn't. Yeah, you could watch documentaries that all seem to be about women killing men. Love you, darling. You could put off watching Daredevil for the 30th time. Harry Potter. But really, you can't be immersing yourself in the warm jumper of a rewatch of a show of or a, a franchise. beloved franchise. A beloved franchise. Lord of the Rings. Twin Peaks. From VHS compilations recorded off television with the ad breaks, cut out of course, to DVD box sets of Sex in the City and, I don't know, Smallville. <laughs> Farscape. Quantum Leap. To giving up finding new content on Netflix and just having a comfort trawl through Star Trek The Next Generation or... Parks and Recreation. I think that we can all agree... There's a lot to be said for that. You can't beat a good rewatch. So, with that in mind, join... Anna. ...and Mike from Chinstroke vs. Panzilla as we burn through some of our favourite franchises and share our immediate reactions to each instalment in both spoiler and non-spoiler sections. To do that, do a search for The Rewatch Project with Hannah and Mike on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever your favourite podcast provider may be, or go directly to anchor.fm forward slash rewatch project. We are proud members of the Pod Syndicate family of podcasts. Right, so let's move on. Let's go with, let's take it away from a horror for a bit because we're going to be pretty much all horror all the time really um so let's talk about taylor sheridan's uh those who wish me dead uh so this stars angelina jolie pardon me aiden gillen um jake weber who i was like shit that's the guy from Zack snyder's dawn of the dead where's yes. he been um, uh, the buffet <laughs> oh come on now man it's been nearly 20 years <laughs> Um, uh, Aidan Gillen, Nicholas Holt, and uh, I just want to look up who the kid is because um, he is one of the main players, and it's only fair. 
the kid is Finn, Finn Little. Oh yeah, John Burnfall's in it as well. Yep. Yeah, of course he is. Of course he is. So uh, Angelina, uh, did, did you mention as well Tyler Perry? Oh God, the magnificent one scene Tyler Perry. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> That genuinely felt like he was just driving by. They were shooting a film and he was like, I'm Tyler Perry. Can I be in this? Um, uh, yeah. Um, Ashley and Jolie plays a smoke jumper um, who, uh, due to a previous tragedy in a uh, rescue attempt, uh, he's kind of living life on the edge. Um, Finn Little plays the son of a lawyer or accountant something like that uh played by jake weber who's got some evidence again like shady shit evidence against some people um and nicholas holt and aiden gillen are out to get him uh the boy finds himself with angelina jolie and aiden gillen has the truly magnificent plan to create a diversion while searching for the kid by just setting a forest on fire um I, I say that almost sarcastically. No, that's a fucking fantastic way of, of, of diverting from murder. Really is. Um, yeah, it's literally burn everything. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Mark, if The Conjuring the Devil Made Me Do It was Becky Nip, this is Mark Boner jams. Um, it, it's, it's Taylor Sheridan time. Um did you find that Angelina Jolie fit into his brand of almost melancholic masculinity well? Yeah, I did actually. Um, I, I'm I'm not a huge Angelina Jolie fan um, in the sense that I think she's... I, I actually think Angelina is, is, is a good actress. I think the problem is I don't think she is as good an actress as she seems to think she is sometimes. Um, and so there was a, a period of a good few years where every scene she was in felt like in her mind, this was the Oscars clip that we're going to play. Um, and it, it does seem like she's maybe not taking herself as serious anymore, which I think is quite nice. Um, but yeah, there's a, he... When you read out the cast list and you say it's a new Taylor Sheridan film and you read out that it's got uh, Aidan Gillen in it, you go, well, yeah, fair enough. And you go, it's got John Bernenthal in it. It's like, yeah, fair enough. Even Tyler Perry kind of makes sense uh, as like a the big shot, one shot there. And then Nicholas Holt, you can kind of go, yeah, do you know what? There. But Angie and Joy did feel a little bit like, right, okay. Let's see what let's see what happens here. And Angelina Jolie's not not shy of uh, you know from jumping at these things, but she hasn't done for a number of years. Uh, but I thought that she she carries it really quite well, and she plays that. Um, I think when you have something where you have somebody where a kid gets involved, there's the there's the the always worry that it's going to end up being where she's just going to be a dick to the kid. And then there's going to be a moment where she isn't addicted to the kid and like that. But it isn't. Very quickly, she's, right, I need to, I need to fucking take care of this kid. I need to get the yeah. trust of this kid. And it works from there. But then around the rest of the film, you're, if you're aware of um, Tyler Sheridan, sorry, Tyler Sheridan's um, MO. MO and his atmosphere of films, the minute um, that you saw um, 
John Bernthal's wife, um, Alison. Alison. So, and she was pregnant. You, you, a bit of your brain went, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking no. You're going to die horribly. This is not going to fucking end well. <laughs> and it, 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 it is, there's that. But then it, it doesn't, and it almost feels like, like, like Sheridan almost knows this about himself. <laughs> that he's kind of gone, that when it all ends up being all right, he's gone, ah, thought you'd kill that fucking baby, didn't you? Well, I didn't. And then you go, fucking hell, didn't think he was going to kill that baby. Oh, oh, fuck you, Taylor, you prick. You fucking faked us out and you fucking killed him. Yeah, and it, it was, there was a little bit of that. And, but it's, it is definitely marking it. But I genuinely do think that, um, that in Sarah Sheridan, we are witnessing the start of, of what could be somebody who is going to have some fucking great movies in him. I could do with him not being quite as bleak all the time. I like the bleak. I, I, I like I like to swim out of the misery of it all. Um, and I, I I enjoy the bleakness. Give me more bleakness. It could have been more <laughs> bleak for me. Um, but as well as I think it was almost like he was seen as a very talented writer. Mm. But could he make it as a director? Um, and I think that he's in in the, the two movies that he's made as a director um so far um i think he's proved that he can to be honest it, it's a very very good looking movie mm. um and it's a very atmospheric movie the the death scene between allison and Aidan gillam sorry um is fantastically shot yeah yeah that is really good it is really really good it's it's it, it's a it's a striking looking image there mm. um so yeah it, it's it, it definitely it, it i'm its target audience and it worked very well for me bex i consider you to be kind of in the target audience so how was it for you um yeah do you know what i, I wasn't i i don't like Angelina Jolie. I don't think she's a particularly great actress. I don't think she's a particularly charismatic screen presence. Um, so I wasn't I wasn't super keen for that. Um, Taylor Sheridan element of it, obviously, yeah, very good. But it was one of those where I was like, oh shit, why can't you just cast somebody else? I think she was actually really good in this. We did keep making jokes about whether she was going to try and keep that kid though, didn't we? I think she does. Um, but yeah, she she was great in it. She, she really sort of um, quite an understated performance. Mm. You know, she 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 starts out and they they have a few drinks and she does something stupid. And you're like, oh shit, is this gonna be like troubled, crazy Angelina Jolie kind of performance, or is is it gonna tone down? And it tones down really quickly. She's just very good in it. Um, everyone's very good in it though, with mm. the exception possibly of Tyler Perry. Whoa! <laughs> Tyler Perry's fantastic. He's got like three lines, oh, and no, he stands like a motherfucker. <laughs> no, I only said that to get a rise out of Mark. No, um, no, it's it's really good. It's really good. The story's interesting enough. Um, I, can I just point out the Tyler Perry thing? I literally think the car that he gets in, right, mm. to drive off in, mm. right. I think that's the car he turned up in. He got out, walked over, stood next to that fence. Went, just shoot it around me. 
They shot the scene, fucking one take, and then Tyler Perry got back in that fucking car. That drove off. That was it. That was that was all of it. Yeah. Yeah. And he just drove off, and everyone sort of went. I don't, I don't think he's coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. No, I I I thought it was really good. My one complaint about it also would have bogged the film down too much, which is that don't actually find out why all these people had been killed like what the what the scandal or the information or whatever but part of me really likes that because if they got into that they'd have had to get into that and it doesn't doesn't need it within the context of the movie it would have just provided some background but it would have had to have been a whole thing and then then it would have potentially bogged it down yeah so yeah um, you know, you don't have a context for what's happening, but then do you really need one? Is is kind of what I'm getting. That's, at. that's not the that that's not the story. The story isn't. It is the kids' story. Yeah, yeah. Really pissed me off that that John Berntold died. Yeah, it was a little bit. And fire is scary. Fire is terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, it got across just how fucking scary that shit is really, really well, I thought. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't feel like that's really the primary objective of the film because, it, you know, because it's about the, 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 the characters more than, more than the fire. Um, yeah, I, I, I liked it as well. I thought it was, um, you know, solid. Like, I, know, I don't necessarily think it's going to be like top 10 of the year for me or anything like that, but I thought it was a really, really good, like, hour and 50 minutes or so. Um Really liked the 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 pairing of Aidan Gill and Nicholas Holt. I kind of liked their energy, where it just kind of seemed like they weren't exactly father and son. They weren't exactly brothers. It was almost like a kind of like a halfway thing there. Um, yeah, they just they they came across as they've been doing this shit for a long time together. Yeah, yeah. But, but that they, it, it's not like when they're not doing this shit, they don't like bro down and go out for what is it? It's just they spend an awful lot of time together doing this shit. Mm. Yeah, quite. Um, yeah, Jolie, really good. Uh, Burnfall, to be fair, he lasted longer than I thought he was going to. Um, <laughs> you know, I thought he was going to be like a end of first act surprise kill, and it's like, oh shit, no, he does actually hang around. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, to be fair, I think you guys kind of like picked up on all all, all the stuff I I'd want to uh, pick up on really. Um, it, it just it felt like a made for adults thing that you'd probably usually expect to be on streaming these days, um, and yet here it was in the cinema, and it's very very w- worth seeing seeing on a big screen. Um, yeah, I, I just I I had a I had a good time with it. I think maybe it kind of overextended itself at the end. Like it almost felt to me, it could have ended like five, 10 minutes earlier. Um, like the, the, that shot of the, at the end of um, like the, the burnt out stuff, but then like the, 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 but all the trees as well. And then there's like the song at the end, which felt like, Ooh, I'm empowering and I'm going to lift you up. It's been a hard time, but now the sun's coming up. You know, it. I I can't remember though. It was like a week ago, but is that, that yeah, kind of right? Mean, yeah, it 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 could have ended like yeah. It 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 did the same thing at the end of um, Wind River. Yeah. Um, and Wind River is a fantastic movie, but he did the same thing when he put a song in towards the end of it that just maybe took you out of it a little bit. Hmm. 
Yeah, uh, but, you know, uh, little missteps, you know, uh, for me, like as solid a four out of five as you're ever going to get, you know, um, but very, very, very worth your time. Not going to blow your balls off, but one that, you know, when people bring it up in the future, you'll be like, yeah, yeah, I really like that. <laughs> you know, that, that, that's it's, where I'm at with it. It's very much a film that is that is going to continue uh, getting studios to green light. Uh, Taylor Sheridan movies. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's his strongest. No, I don't. I don't think he's. I don't think he's his strongest of of all his work. But I think it's good It's easy good enough. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't have much more to say. Definitely not shit. My end. Definitely not shit. Definitely not shit. Yeah, our audience poll. Definitely not shit. Seventy three percent. Touching cloth eighteen percent and shit nine percent. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Um, now, I wouldn't usually do this, but I'm mindful of how much we've got left to go. I need a wee wee, but I'm going to ask that you guys, uh, you guys kick on with uh, what you've been watching, but not the Saw stuff. Because <laughs> I'd be like, one. No, you watch one. All right, I, I, I'll be back in like a minute. Uh, if, uh, I, I, you, if that's the case, I'll just wait. Uh, I'll um, not wait because I'm going to pee myself. You wait and I'll be back. Okay. So do you all? Oh. No, because I think Ian would get a kick out of that one. Yeah, we'll do it. Really oh, okay. Right, yeah. I'll, I'll be back as quick as I can. We don't really have anything to say about Hot Tub Time Machine. I could talk for fucking hours about Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> so we watched Hot Tub Time Machine. We watched Hot Tub Time Machine again. Yeah. In a hot tub. In a hot tub again. Yeah. Um, get still gets better until I watch it. It genuinely is 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 one of my favourite movies of all time, and I don't give a shit about that. Mm. Um, it is glorious it's still funny um it's it's kind of at the point for me where because i know what jokes are coming i start laughing about them before yeah laugh while they're there and then laugh about them afterwards as well yeah. like the, the he 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 beat your shoe <laughs> off you i i don't even know how that happened <laughs> yeah. yeah but it's not even that it's Caudry's re- reaction to that while it's going on where he literally looks at the shoe and goes Fuck! <laughs> like, like he's surprised that he's not got a shoe on. Yeah. Um, there's, it's. I, I, I said to you before that the, 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 I have an issue sometimes with comedy that tries to throw too many jokes at you. Yeah. Uh, that is a, that has a scattergun approach of, right? We'll tell a joke every fucking thirty seconds. Take this and this and, and this it, and this. You're like one of them. Yeah, and it it, it gets to the point where. You're going, do you know what? I'm not having time to appreciate the ones that are funny because you're trying to make me laugh again and I'm maybe not laughing. Oh, that, hello. That doesn't happen with Hot Tub Time Machine because I'm laughing at every single joke. Well, I think as well because they're not, they're not like, right, this is the build up. We're going to tell a joke in a minute, guys. Get, get ready. We're going to tell a joke. It's just, it's just all fucking funny because they're all funny guys. There's a literal moment in Hot Tub Time Machine where Rob Cordry makes everybody laugh within the scene. Is that? And they like have to. Boyfriends. Gay, gay ones. ones. Yeah. Where they have to keep it in. Yeah. And the thing is, there's within the culture that we're living in at the moment, I think it is starting to settle a little bit. There's been a a need to kind of to well we can't have bad people or bad or just dickheads essentially mm. uh, on screen because if you laugh at a dickhead then clearly you're a dickhead and you agree with the dickhead mm. it's not it's just sometimes dickheads say funny shit mm. 
Mm. And Rob Corddry's character is a dickhead. You're not supposed to like him. You're supposed to think he's a dickhead. Violet. Um, you know, and the movie constantly tells you, you know, literally has John Cusack screaming, you're toxic. There's nothing <laughs> that you can't fuck up. Um, you're the violator. <laughs> and it's like, he's not the violator because it's a good nickname. It's because he's Violates. just a, a, an unmitigating prick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it, it, it's it's just a really great time. It's an all-in-one-night movie, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is about guys coming to terms with their their growing up. Their regrets about. Yeah. Yeah. And it's there's, there's something kind of prescient about it. There's a kind of like if you could, what would you change? Kind of element to the ending as well. Like obviously they've gone back. Yeah. But Rob Corddry's right yeah that sounded wrong when i said it stayed behind and like fixed all their lives for them but but at the same time completely fucked his own in a weird way because he's he's happy enough isn't he he's happy enough but then you get to the the second movie and it's completely different um i I, I will never never grow tired of watching that movie at least two or three times a year yeah um should we do your other one because ian will like your yeah, so the only only film I've watched on my own this week is uh, is the magical movie that is Eurovision. Volcano Man. I yeah, I also watched Eurovision. I wish we got a full version of that song in the movie. It is annoying. Even the soundtrack's only got the bit that's in the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. You do get Yaya Ding Dong, though. Oh, you do get Yaya Ding Dong. It's, do you know what, I, I was explaining this to, um, I've explained this to a couple of people since, um, since sort of watching it and going, it's, it's a film, it's called Eurovision and it's set at Eurovision, but it's not really about Eurovision, like there's, what is it you refer to it as, um, Ian, when it's too like you need to know too much about the baseball field, is it inside baseball? Yeah. There's none of that to it, with the exception of that one scene at the party where they do the song along. And I think you can even, I sit there and I'm like, right, well, I recognise that that one with the bathing dress, but with the exception of that, I don't recognise any of these people. Yeah. But it's still fun to watch, even if mm-hmm. you don't. But then if you do, it's like a nice little knob. So it's got a bit of a bit, bit of fan service there, but it's not fan service that can't be enjoyed by people that aren't fans of the competition, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Because um, that scene's fucking brilliant. Um, the, um, the line from Dan Stevens about... You know, yeah, she's she's really very good, but she's from the UK, so no points. I, I laughed at that because I watched it after the competition when we had no points, so that, yeah. that made me laugh. Um, but yeah, sorry, yeah, I'm getting off topic. So yeah, it's it's set at Eurovision, but it's not about Eurovision. Eurovision is the framing device for like having dreams and how far should you follow them and to what extent should you let them affect the rest of your life and, and you know you've got this relationship between Rachel McAdams and, and Will Ferrell that he won't allow to become anything because he's just so fucking laser focused on on getting into and winning Eurovision and then 
you know it's it's about his growth and her growth and realizing that she's more than just his sidekick and there's all this stuff and it's really fucking earnest but in the best possible way it's it's such an emotional movie yeah yeah i, I very much agree with that uh with that um it it's emotional it's funny i'll be honest on this second watch the length didn't bother me as much as it did the first time round, and it didn't bother me that much the first time round. Mm-hmm. um but you're right it, it's it's about more than just eurovision and it, it the earnestness as well i think is key where obviously it was it was made with the european broadcasting union so it wasn't like they were gonna like fully take the piss out of eurovision but it captures what I, I sincerely love about Eurovision, where it's just people getting together to just like share in the joy of each other's creativity, which sounds really wank. But you watch Eurovision, and that's exactly what it fucking is. Um, I think Will, Will, Will Ferrell mentioned something about that and said um, that Eurovision is just is just joyful. And how can somebody not like joy? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And this is the thing. I mean, like, it it feels like the UK is broadly sniffy about Eurovision. Obviously, it had the fucking usual right wing twats up in arms on Sunday. It's like, why do you care? Yeah. You you don't care. You don't care. Like, but why are you, why do you think your base would give a fuck Uh, other than, you know, it's more dog whistling. Hey, told you the Europeans hate us. Well, uh, anyway, I, I, I just I I, I, I can't felt. I think of why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I I I felt sorry for him, and the song wasn't bad. Just as a slight tangent, the problem was it just it wasn't memorable. It just fucking melted into nothingness. Yeah, that yeah, the, the, the the UK you song. Have a big stage show, aren't you? And like you have to stick in people's memories with it. Yeah, you do. And uh, we, we didn't, you know, it and it, it's testament to the fact that we like there's not even like a public vote for Eurovision anymore. It's just some fucking committee just decides it. And there you go. That's who our representative is. It's bullshit. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I Eurovision. Fuck. It, it rips for me. I want a Dan Stevens spin off film. So <laughs> fucking bad. So bad. Um, You know, just like have like the 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 prequel or you know i don't know like him dealing with the russian eurovision committee or something you know like that i don't know it just feels like there's some gold that could be mined there and i i I must say as well i love that dan stevens on social media is so like grateful for how much people like eurovision Mm. and the the fact that he's just got this character that brings people joy and he he leans into it it's um yeah, I, I honestly, it, it, I, it was in my top ten last year. It's, it is one of the cinematic highlights of last year for me. It, uh, it, it feels like a film that's going to age like a fucking fine wine as well. It, it does because it, it literally has a point. I, I, I didn't watch it this year. Um, I, I, I'm a little disappointed I didn't, to be honest. But it, it has a point where people can watch it every year mm. and that is where it'll get new people watching it mm. and yeah. it, it it will end up being i think i think in, in five years time and then 10 years time it will end up being uh, it will grow into being something of a weird cult classic definitely yeah yeah 
yeah, yeah, I can see that. And um, yeah. yeah, I love it. Sorry. That, that that's all we watched apart from the Saw movies, isn't it? So, let's talk Saw and Spiral. But I, I want to lead off here. Now, Mark WhatsApped me his opinion on which one I think was his favourite. Which feels to me like madness. Mark, what's your favourite Saw film? Uh, well, with, with the exception of Saw, because I think Saw is a genuinely great thriller. Um, but my favourite of the uh, the what is it ones, the all the sequels is is it so they've all kind of blended a little bit into one. Yeah, they have. Yeah, so it's so five, the one where the guys investigating Hoffman. Yeah. Yeah. It's that one. The I like FBI that. Agent one. I think that's, it's a bit more on the procedural side of the actual yeah. FBI investigation. Yeah. It and really leans one. into the soap opera. Yeah, it's the only one directed by David Hackle. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I liked I really quite liked Saw Five. It's it's fun. It's what I say. Um, I, I, I've coined a new phrase because of the Saw things. Go on. Skin blobs. Oh, skin blobs. Yeah. <laughs> so so you know the, the, the idea of the skin job uh, in what I say is is a is a well formed idea. I think uh, I think coined by uh, Mike from James Rock versus Punter. But now seems to be out in the general realms. Uh, and he might still have it. I don't know. Uh, but it is a thing. You know, you have these generic, all, you know, young male actors that all look the fucking same, that have zero personality, skin jobs. Yeah, well, Saw has its own skin blobs. Uh, where it's just really just, like, mildly out of shape looking guys just <laughs> heaving a lot. <laughs> it's, it's so odd that, that it has them... From uh, from Hoffman to the other guy who gets squashed in the walls, um, even up to um, in Jigsaw, is it Logan in that? He's a bit of a skin blob, isn't he? Well, the guy who turns out to be like Jigsaw's accomplice. I mean, they're all. I think. I, I think. I think inside is all where Jigsaw's, Jigsaw's accomplices now, aren't we? <laughs> I mean, even even Carrie Elwitz is a skin blob now. Like I will say, Jigsaw. It is a piss take how it's like you've been through all set, all these previous seven films. But hey, guess what? There's another one. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, it's like yeah, does it on his own? I know where he's got this one accomplice, this two accomplices, these three accomplices, this four accomplices, and that's got he's got two accomplices. There's another one, by the way, as well. And the fact that fucking Hoffman just goes off fucking bat and just becomes a straight-up murderer. Like, <laughs> just, like, like just straight-up murderer. They... With Julie Benz, isn't it? Five. Yes. Where it's actually, you're watching the test, but it's actually happened years and years before. Yeah, which they do a couple of times. They do do that, yeah. I actually really, really fucking enjoy the test bit in this. And when they get to the end and they're like... None of us had to die. Yeah. That, yeah. I, I really enjoyed that about it. Yeah. That they could have all just survived. Yeah. They were just dickheads. Yeah. 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 I, it, it's interesting. I think Saw 5, like the like I say, like I've been saying, the soap opera aspect of it, like, gets me through 5. Um, I, like, I just wasn't as into it. But I will say, I think they do Hoffman really dirty 
because like in in four it's like okay he you know he's the the whoa okay he's actually one of the accomplices wow and then I, I i don't know because they do it with shawnee smith's character as well where it's like they're just not as pure as jigsaw as jigsaw as john kramer you know like he's the one with the purity of vision and neither neither of those two have that um and then with saw seven hoffman is just like essentially almost like michael myers yeah it's reached that level of he is just like the bogeyman essentially (laughs) yeah um and it it, yeah i don't know and it it feels like they 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 were just twisting themselves into knots about how to resolve this stuff i mean source seven i mean i mean i'm interested to well i'm interested to hear you guys talk about all of them but just while we're on this like source seven for me i was like that is straight up out of those original seven by far the worst one but how did it land with you guys um the bringing back of um of, of, of gordon was a little bit you didn't need that um it felt a little we're all his accomplices now mark yeah it it, it it is a little bit kind of crap isn't it it and um you are a hundred percent right the blood looks wrong it's way yeah. too light yeah and there's so many things getting thrown at the screen it feels like the the cheapest of the what is it and not like in terms of production value in just a cashing the but, most mm. cashing of them all it's the laziest motherfucker but hey they got chester bennington in it so there's that yeah but even all that it, it, it <laughs> feels so out of sync it does of, of the rest of them yeah it feels like the rest of them like like you say feel like this weird kind of like this weird soap opera that's happening yeah and then this feels a little bit a little bit like like it was the script to a different movie that they turned into a Saw movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, 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 yeah, the the the, the tracks mm, became mm. too elaborate. They were like they were like mouse trap traps rather than just there was a simplicity. This is the one where he had to save the people, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah and, then, um, and then his like wife just gets like horrifically fucking burnt to shit at the end yeah. of it. like that's horrible but it, it, even all of that just felt a little bit like it it's it's moved along from the misguided um ideas of justice that jigsaw had to just oh we're gonna teach this guy a lesson what by murdering a load of people load of i people, don't yeah. think you can take any moral high ground now yeah. that's it Whatever you whatever you think about John Kramer as Jigsaw, his his motivation was to get people to appreciate their lives more. Like it mm. was a test, and if you if you value your life enough, you will pass this test. Whereas, like you say, um, oh God, what's her name? Amanda just starts just making unbeatable traps. Hoffman turns into Michael Myers, um, and then. Gordon as well. He's just making all the shit in the background. Like, what's his motivation? Yeah. 
that, yeah, it just, but this one, it does, it feels the most, it, they're quite mean movies. This one just feels quite, not even mean, it just feels a little bit like, I don't know, like, it, it, like they've run out of ideas. Yeah, well, which is why I think it took quite a long time for us to get a sequel. The Jigsaw Club. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is your favourite Bex of the? You know, I mean, it could need to be number one, but. I mean, it's obviously number one. Which is your favourite though of the the sequels? Can't include Spiral Book of Saw because we'll talk about that soon. Spoiler alert! It wouldn't be Spiral. That's fair enough. Um, I don't. I do really like all of them for different reasons really oh now wait a fucking cop out well it's difficult because they have to an extent all blended into each other um because we watched them all so close together it's just like one really long movie that we watched in bits make sure you don't fall off that fence you sat on (laughs) i like probably the same as you to be honest i like yeah because you were like two didn't you i did and i i thought two was garbage (laughs) yeah it's too long so bad. <laughs> the reason it wouldn't be two is because you've got two stories running alongside each other, and it it makes that's the one that's really long, isn't it? Yeah, it's and three it, weeks long. But it's too long because you've got two separate main stories rather than a main story and a subplot. Yeah, but the, the, but one of the main stories is really boring. Which one? The one in the house. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. But the what's his name's one. Is quite good. Even that's not that good. Mm. <laughs> Get over your son's death, you bitch. Is basically the, the, the whole motivation on that one, isn't it? A little. I mean, he's, he's entitled to be sad because his son died. It just, it, it, it felt... It's, a, it's it, encouraging it, to let go of the anger but, and just have the grief. But it, it felt a little bit with that guy, like they were just pouring misery on him. Yeah, like making him burn up all his son's fucking old toys and stuff like that. That's horrible. Yeah, and making his wife an arsehole didn't help. It was just a little bit like, wow, this guy cannot catch a fucking break. <laughs> I, yeah. did, and now I, Jigsaw's pissed with him. <laughs> I, I, I think I said uh, on the last one, but the, the, the one that really bothered me was, I, is it four with the cop who it's just like he's being punished because he's too into his work? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's like he hasn't done anything that he hasn't done anything bad. Like, I mean, yeah. Well, all right. I mean, like on a domestic level. He has. But. I, and it, just the whole kind of like the, the the moral being like don't run through doors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just always, like what? Always should wait if I run through a door. It's like I mean, it you kind you 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 kind of go to run through that door. You yeah, one hundred percent that door. It had a good kill though. What Donnie Wahlberg? Yeah, yeah, it's fucking spectacular. Like the 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 Saw two three four mini trilogy of Donnie Wahlberg gets fucking fucked up is is a treat. Well, it it was almost like they realised really late on. Oh shit! There's some ice above it. Oh, I didn't didn't notice that. It's been there the whole time. How have you not seen this giant contraption? I did like the killing number two. Where the lady gets frozen, uh, the witness lady. That was good. I bet that really fucking. I don't hurt. like frozen stuff. No. No, it weirds me out. Okay. 
And yeah, I don't know. I don't like. I don't, don't like free. I, I did notice that I was. Uh, there was there was certain moments in this where I was a bit like, yeah, no, no, don't need to see this. See it once before. Don't like it. Can <laughs> mm-hmm. might be getting more squeamish as I get older. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I am. Definitely. And I think once we get into the spiral one, I will say one of my big thoughts about a a, a, a holistic view of, of of a big part of these movies that I think uh, is 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 not very good. Oh, do you know what? One that we've not mentioned, the bit where the the, the bad man in, in number two, I think it is, pushes Amanda into the fucking number pin two. and eagles. You couldn't watch that. Couldn't watch it. That's the room. Yeah, that's rough. So it's like, don't need this, no one dies, nothing really happens, it's just a lot of needles, gonna leave the room there, because nope, don't need this. Yeah. Yeah. And Jigsaw, we've not mentioned really. What do you think of Jigsaw as a bit of a soft reboot? It's good. However, it the bit you're watching of it is the original mm. um, instant, the original Jigsaw game. Mm. Um, but the the language and the tone of it feels more set in the time space that you're actually watching it if that makes more sense yeah mm. it, it feels a little bit out of step the mm. with, with, with that and it, 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 it's it could have been i don't know that it it felt a little bit like Ah right, so you you just recreated the exact same game and the exact same things happened. It just felt a little bit like they had an idea and then went for it and didn't actually think about it enough. We decided, didn't we, that Ryan it was a bit harsh on him because he was he he did a thing as a as a teenager and then like he's like a grown up grown ass man now and he's getting punished for it. What, years down the fucking line. Yeah. Yeah. They were all bad people. Yeah. None of them, none of them, none of them were good. No. But it did have a uh, a hot redhead who was a bit mad. Yes. Which is always a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that feels like it's time to move into the climax of our Saw rewatches. And what better way to finish it off? And with Spiral from the Book of Saw, Didn't starring. Know. Sorry, didn't realise there was a book. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we were talking about this on the way back. It's not like he fucking published a pamphlet and sent it out to people. Like this is how to this is how to carry on my legacy. I mean, maybe that's Saw ten. Maybe. The pamphlet Saw. Yeah. <laughs> the one sheet of Saw. The email blast of Saw. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. No, I mean, like, it's just it, a jigsaw just wants to make it like, it's like, get a paper cut or not, make your choice. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah. Um, so this is Chris Rock, Samuel L. Jackson, Max Minghella, Marisol Nichols and uh, others. And this is the story of a detective, Zeke, played by Chris Rock, who is investigating a series of jigsaw kind of copycat things going on where the victims are all cops um oh yeah i think that's probably what what needs to be said there as as always all spoilers all the time uh so i'm gonna start with mark mark at what point did you know that mark max Mingella was behind it all 
really early on. Really, <laughs> really, really early on. Like, really early on, when he looked at a picture of Samuel L. Jackson and went, you know, your father was the reason why I became a cop. I w- this is what I've wanted for 12 years. Yeah, and it was like... It's exactly. So it was like, when he said, said that, it was like, it's like, ah, right, so he's the kid then. Um, and it, it was, yeah, it was almost like, you know, when, when you walk out and he's there, it was almost like as an audience, everybody who is watching it will go, yeah, we know. It, it's... I think it's interesting. I was listening to the uh, the Q and A podcast the other day, and they had an interview with uh, Darren Lynn Boozman. Oh, I, I, I forgot to say he directed it, and one of the writers, and they were saying that, you know, the reveal of the killer isn't the twist in the film. The 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 twist is the game that he plays at the end. It's like you know when that music kicks in, that's when you know where it, it's the twist. It's like. Uh, you know, if 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 it wasn't the twist, then why do you try and fake it out that he died? Yeah, which is so obvious that he didn't die because it's the only one you don't fucking don't see. see him. And uh. it's Max Minghella, a main character. And what? So what was? If that isn't the twist, what the the fact it's a game is it's, the twist. So the the fact that he's got his dad. Well, we kind of knew that. Yeah, that's the thing. They don't really explain what. Well, I, I, like the twist being that Zeke is going to have to choose between essentially like his morals or protecting his father, like blood being stronger and all that kind. It it it's very very weak source that. Yeah, that that was the phrase exact phrase I was going to use with weak source. Um, and I think to be honest, um, other all for spiral, the phrase you could use is weak source. Mm. Um, it's. It's 93 minutes long, um, and it feels chopped to shit. It's edited into incoherence, yeah. Um, it makes just no sense at points. Mm. Um, it's trying to tell us too big a story in two short spares of time, whilst also, for some reason, being a Saw movie, which is just from the book of Saw. This, this is another Cloverfield. It, it, it does feel a little bit like a Cloverfield uh, in that sense. Make a serial killer movie about a serial killer that's killing dirty cops. It doesn't have to be from the book of Saw. It, 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 it's such an oddity. But then you are watching a Saw movie that stars Chris Rock, <clears throat> Max Minghella and Samuel L. Jackson. Mm. And so there was a point where I was watching it and I was going... This is mental. The, the the fact that that none of the Saw movies really at any point have recognisable stars. No. Even ones that are on the wane or anything like that. You know, out of the other ones, probably the most recognisable person in them is Julie Benz for some reason. Yeah. And that almost seems like she like she got fined for something, so I had to make a quick book. Um, well, this but, just just before you move on from this point, this isn't a movie about Zeke Banks, William Schenk, and what's his dad's name, Marcus Banks. It is Chris Rock. Max Miguel is actually fine as William Schenk. He's fine. He gets into the character, and Samuel L. Jackson. They are not act 
acting in this. Well, I, but but it, there was a point I said I'm saying where where, where, where Sarah Jackson, I was, I was thinking this is odd. He is literally the 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 the, the actor in history who has made the most amount of money at the box office mm. and he's in a saw movie the simulation has gone wrong yeah I, I i'll be honest seeing samuel l jackson in a saw trap is bizarre it's weird isn't it and the it's, thing is yeah when you've got those people in there it really should be one of the best saw movies Somehow, Johnny Wahlberg Ice Smash is is better. I think part of why this isn't better though is though, particularly Chris Rock. I think he's truly, truly, truly fucking awful. I thought he was all right. Truly I awful. really liked him. I thought he was the best. Forget it. <laughs> he was distracting because he can't not just be Chris fucking Rock. There's a couple of little like a minute at a time where he manages to not be Chris Rock and he's just Chris Rock playing Zeke Banks and he's good but for the rest of it like his intonations and stuff like that yes that is just him but he is acting a character he doesn't have to be stand-up Chris Rock throughout this movie and he just fucking is wise cracking and it's just so distracting so distracting one of my favorite parts of the movie is basically the stand-up bit at the front at the start of it where he's telling just a joke what about forrest gump yeah yeah that bit that bit's fine yeah but then it just carries on and it's like well i I would, I would, I would slightly, I would slightly beg to differ there, just in so much as the first, the like the first act or so before it really becomes personal, he's incomplete. I don't respect fucking anyone around me, like because they are all crooked in 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 some regard, and I am just gonna mouth off to fucking whoever. I give no shits. I'm gonna. I'm basically gonna do a stand-up routine or just insult you. But when things start getting more personal, I I, I think that does shift. But the that how much I like his character, and I I like I just I really like the fact that he is just a, a like a good cop. He's he's a good guy. Yeah, he's he's divorced. You know, he's got a kid. Which when you say chopped to shit. The fact that, you know, he has that one, like, scene with his wife, and that's it. It's like, you know there was some more going on there. Oh, uh, yeah. um, but I, I I liked him. I thought he did a good line in f- fucking funny, and I just like Chris Rock anyway, so uh, it's biased. But... Can, I, can I just interject, sorry, before mm. I forget? Yeah, please, please. Yeah. He breaks into that meth dealer's house and just fucking beats the shit out of him and breaks his leg. But, and then pokes the bone. That's but not but at that point, he's this is personal. You know, like this is this is me going like going off the edge. And it But if the whole know, thing is supposed to be that he's so so very No 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 there is I think also as well it, it's straight into it, there's a big difference between you know the, the, between essentially coercing in, in, in a way that you probably shouldn't, but a fucking drug dealer and shooting an innocent witness. Yeah, there is, yeah. But 
he, if he, if his whole thing is that you don't do things the dirty way, you do things no, the right I, way. Well, that's not the right no, way. No, I don't think he, I don't think that's his thing though. I think his thing is there's a there's a big difference between being a crooked cop and a cop who works slightly outside of rooms for the right reasons. Yeah, that's why the other ones aren't they, they aren't uh, what is it plant evidence on people who are guilty or anything like that. It's a cop who shoots a kid for flipping him off, mm-hmm. um, one who lies to get better conviction rates. Yeah. You know, that that's the thing. And, and I mean, to be fair, if he wasn't, like, seen as a really good cop, then uh, fucking Shank wouldn't be targeting him as, like, this guy's going to help me out. Mm. I just felt that felt incongruous to the character. Uh, I, can, I, can, I can see why. It did feel a little bit like you, you're treading a fine line a little bit. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. I, yeah, I... I, I, this is the thing. It's like if it wasn't for Chris Rock, this would be like a, 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 among the most like what the what the fuck are we even doing? And, you know. And also, I've got to say, the voice is fucking bollocks. Like the um, hello, detective, it no, no. I mean, I get that he's not Jigsaw, so you've got a different, got to do a different voice. But that, yeah, make it sound vaguely threatening or menacing or anything. Hello. But but the thing mm, is, mm. The, 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 but I think I said to you when, when we're talking, it's when we're talking about miles off, Bex. A, a, a really intre- a really good, the the good thing that they did with the first Saw movie mm. was they picked a very good character actor in Tobin Bell. They didn't just pick just a random. They they, mm. they got a character actor, mm. and then he played that character throughout. And Tobin Bell is a good actor. Yeah, he's a- you know, and he'd been doing it for twenty odd years before Saw. So, uh, they didn't pick a like they did with Carrie was somebody who star had burned bright and then had burnt out a little bit. Mm. Mm. Um. They got a hey, it's that guy from that thing kind of actor. Um, and then with, with this, yeah, it was you know just you could have even you could have even mimicked Jigsaw's voice. Yeah. Because I'm sure the tapes would be out online and there'll be some kind of software for turning it into it. Oh God, when's it set? Is it set like now? Now. Well, you not right now. Probably you can probably literally buy on the internet fucking. John Kramer voice yeah. hiders. Yeah. Yeah, the voice thing was, was was crap. And all the traps were shit as well. The traps, yeah, that really pissed me off actually because I, I said to you, didn't I, they, they're supposed to give them an opportunity to get out if they want to live enough. Mm. But the thing that's going to kill them starts at the same time as the thing that could potentially save them. Like that guy with the, the finger pulley, Chinese finger trap situation. He bites down on that thing to rip his fingers out pretty much straight away. And, yeah, he has a little bit of a break where the first one comes off. But that should be – that's a reasonable thing. He does pull all his fucking fingers off, and he gets electrocuted anyway. The lady with the um, the, the wax, the police chief lady, she is rubbing her neck against that blade, trying to do what she's been told to save herself. But the wax is already coming down. She had no fucking chance. 
Yep. They're stupid traps. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. Agree. Um, right. Uh, I am a very, very mild, definitely not shit. I, I I I will I will now say my piece on what I think is one of the the the, the worst things of the Saw uh, movies. Oh yes, please do. And I think that Spiral proves this. Um, I don't think Darren Lynn Boosman's a good director. Mm. It's this is this is a, a poorly made film. It is, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. It's hacked together. The story is paper thin at best it is a it's another script thrown into being it has no relation to the saw movies whatsoever it is a shameless caching that could have done better yeah you know you don't have to have a link to the john Cray thing but even let us say just having the fucking voice be there Mm. or something like that have it something but this just it, it it feels so all over the place and i'm gonna say it don't often say this but it should be 10 15 minutes longer and you might have a more cohesive movie yeah the editing but everybody when they're watching something goes i know that place yeah and then they just go there <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Really yeah, and then um, oh, that that smack of jaw that that is there. Oh, he hangs out at the old paper thing. I'll go across there. Knock knock, smack of jaw. Has that guy just been waiting for him? Has Max Minghella just been waiting for him to find that out and get there? That's it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, literally, it's like, like fucking hell. Is this prick gonna fucking turn up? Literally, fucking Chris Rock keeps fucking texting me saying. Wait, wait, where you at, motherfucker? And they're going, I'll be there in a fucking minute, all right? Mm-hmm. Fucking feeding my fake kid. <laughs> and it, yeah, it, and then, but there was even a point where he says, oh, um, someone needs to talk, say, keep us out of the press because I need for his wife. And the fucking, the, the police captain doesn't go, are you married? Yeah. <laughs> like, she should know that. Yeah. She doesn't even walk up and look in the air and go, but, but wait a minute. He doesn't have a wife. Anything like that. Like that. I think she might. Um, but yeah, it, it's 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 crap, and it's 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 badly made. It doesn't even look very good. No, Looks like shit. Mm. Sounds like shit. How do you make a film? This is based in New Orleans, isn't it? How do you make New Orleans look so yeah, boring? That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, it's 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 the traps are terrible. They're not even innovative. At all. How long was he spending down there? Did they not think, why the fuck does Max Minghella keep going downstairs in the fucking basement with all of those boxes of wax? How many fucking candles is he making down there? <laughs> and why has he got, why is the plumber down there again? It just, it, it doesn't make, even the ending doesn't make sense. No. What was his plan? Yeah. To stand and watch. And then getting that thing and go, oh, I probably should have hit the fucking button for the elevator to go down. Mm. So Chris Rock doesn't jump in and just start beating the ever-living fuck out of me. 
oh, maybe I should have thought about this better. And then the, the, the worst SWAT team in fucking history bursts in who can't see that he's on very thick wires. Yeah. Hung up in the air. Oh, good, good. No, literally, they went, oh, he's black, bang. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, it's just... He's holding something and he's black. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, 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 I think that is a not very subtle comment, to be fair. But I, I, I don't think the film's earned that not very subtle uh, comment. I, I also agree. <laughs> because, because it literally, it, it also, as well, it's like Darren Lee Boozman when my lead character's black. I better put a shitload of hip hop in this. <laughs> there is also that. And it's just as literally just gone to Spotify and gone. Uh, new hip hop jams. <laughs> and then as what? and gone. Hey, hey, Chris Rock. I've just been listening to the latest hit by Neo C. It's tight, brah. And Chris Rock be like, what? It, it, it. It's it's a bad movie, and I, I hate saying that because I was really really looking forward to this, yeah. and I was really hoping that it was going to kickstart like a new fucking idea with these. I hated it. I really, do you know what? It would have been a touching cloth, but Chris Rock ruined it for me. I thought he was all right. No, it, it, honestly, every time he spoke in that Chris Rock way that he does with but that quite, cadence and rhythm like that he always uses in his stand up, it it pulled me out of it. But it did have him going. It's the same it, as every time fucking the the ex police chief co- was calling everyone motherfucker. Motherfucker. Samuel Jackson. Oh yeah. Uh, but then, uh, but 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 you did have him uh, going. We're about to get new Jack City in New Jack City in this shit, and then wearing a very very similar outfit to his character at War in New Jack City. I liked that. It made me smile. Fine. But. How many how many um, of your average spiral watchers are gonna, gonna get a new Jack City reference? Oh shit. I, I, I did think it was shit, but then I, I, but it, it's one of those it, it, I'm a little bit disappointed. I thought it was gonna be better. I thought it was going to be better. I really did, yeah. I was I was excited for it. Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 I, I, that's a shame, Bex. Like it just I don't know, it did feel like it was gonna be up your street, but hey. It is what it is. Our audience poll, definitely not shit 18%. Touching cloth 36% and shit 45%. Yep. All right. Um, I'm going to have to duck out, I'm afraid. To go pick Ooh, you don't need to go back on in 10 minutes. We can do the one holy before you go. Let's cap now, I'll get there. Okay. You're done. Look, yeah, well, early last time. Yeah, we were. Actually. If it if it's more than ten minutes on the unholy, and maybe be surprised. That's fine. That's fine. Okay, the unholy is directed by Evan Spilotopoulos and stars Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Cricket Brown, uh, William Sadler, Katie Hazelton, and Carrie Always, who has come to this film thinking, "What accent can I do?" <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> the same thing to mark in the cinema it's fucking incredible and to be fair like i think he pulled that off um but it does feel like the only reason why he took this film was like i just kind of want to do a boston accent i think 
<laughs> uh, literally, literally, there are going to be people in Boston just Mark Wahlberg is really angry at this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, so Jeffrey Dean Morgan plays a disgraced journalist who is writing up like shit pieces, um, and he basically unwittingly uh, unleashes um, a uh, like a demon, I suppose, um, who um, inhabits the body of Cricket Brown's Alice. Um, who then basically poses as like Mother Mary or, or something. Um, uh, she she was um, deaf and mute, and she gets a uh, he- she gets hearing and uh, a voice back. Uh, people like flock to her. Jeffrey Dean Morgan's character is like, oh, I could I could like make my reputation on this, uh, and then he realizes, oh shit, this is actually very bad. Um, right. Bex, this feels like it was up your street. Tell me it was up your street or don't. Yeah, I, I really like this. Cool. I thought the story was really good. I thought Jeffrey Dean Morgan was fucking cracking in it. Um I mean he's ever not, but you know, it was it was it was nice to see him like not in his usual kind of thing. Yeah. Like yeah. it's nice to see Jeffrey Dean Morgan in a horror movie. Um I thought the story was really good. I thought it was really clever that she, she um, Alice never refers to her as like Mother Mary. It's either Mary or the lady. Yeah. 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 So she yeah, is right. called Mary. Yeah. She sees her as like what you would sort of typically think the Virgin Mary would look like. But yeah. she never explicitly says, oh, she's the Virgin Mary. She's yeah. Mary or the lady. And I think that's really quite clever. I liked that when it came out that the the um, witch's name actually was Mary. It was like, ah, mm. oh, yeah, I like that. that was a nice touch. Um, I thought she was really very good. Um, Quick it round. Yeah, super earnest though. It's a very earnest film. It's a very earnest film. Um, nice to see William Sadler in it. He's looking a bit rough, but you know he's, he's in fine. his he's 70s. Um, he's not as old as that kid that's in Dear Evan Hansen though. No, he's not. He, he, the kid who is in there and Hansel actually used to babysit William Sadler. Is that right? He did, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought I thought it was I thought it was quite clever for what could have been a fairly trashy movie. I really liked it. Really, really liked it. You're gonna shit all over it now, aren't you? Um, I t- I'm I'm not gonna shit all over it. I tell you what, Bex, if you if you need to leave, I'm glad you said your piece there, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. I basically agree. Oh, good. I'm not going to shit on it. What I am going to say is, it did feel a little bit like towards the end, I was going a little bit like this might be religious propaganda. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's it's about like false prophets and all that kind of shit, isn't it? But it's, it's like, but, but then it does try and at the end of it prove the existence of God. <laughs> it was a little bit like that yeah, towards the end yeah, of it. It did get a bit knowing at the it end. Didn't did it did get a bit goddy at the end. Mm. Um, Carrie always doing that speech. Um, and trying to do every possible accent you can think of that Bostonians might have was hilarious. When he was doing his Boston accent, but it kept slipping into Irish because they're quite close, aren't they? Yeah. And then there was was even a little bit of Italian-American in there for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. His his voice work in this was not good. Sorry, go on. it, It is a little bit odd where you watch it going, yeah, Carrie Elwood, good comedic actor, um, when he's playing just slightly spoofy roles, mm. but 
how he's ended up well, it's because of Saw yeah. that he's ended up becoming like the de facto horror, horror douche um, yeah. he's bonkers yeah. I did very much enjoy the bit where um, is it Katie Asselton that's the one out of the league yes um, yeah. when Jeffrey Dean Morgan finally admits to her that he was the one that brought the doll and started it all and she's just like <laughs> didn't tell me that <laughs> yeah, he tells him off yeah, yeah. Um, oh I like priest that got burned though he was good the monsignor oh yeah yeah he was, was really he, sad he, that he, got killed. he was all right because he came around didn't he and he was like yeah we need to beat this shit and then just literally yeah but died. literally yeah literally got impaled on a burning cross yeah. <laughs> it was a little bit you watch it but the, the, the movie almost teases because like oh it has to be sealed by um holy wax and then the shot of him getting impaled, as the shot comes out as they're leaving, it's like him on fire at one side of the screen, and there's a candle at the other side. And I was watching it going, oh, is it going to be his hand going to come out and grab the candle or something like that? No. Yeah. No, he's just dead. He's just dead. I did like the fact as well, at the end, that the Virgin Mary statue started crying again. Because when she came back to life, I said to you, didn't I? Well, hang on, though, because her bloodline is there again. <gasps> so could she not just So you back? think we might get the unholy too? possibility yeah I'd, I'd be up for that it was very earnest it was very um it got a bit preachy towards the end um it had a budget of 10 million and i think nine of that was spent on jeffrey dean morgan um he's really good at it. He's, he's fucking sorry just i was really surprised that he was that dialed in mm. yeah Mm. And, oh, and, and he, bit, he, he Car- only Car- does stuff that he gives a shit about. But I mean, Carrie Elways as well. In all fairness, he's doing all the accents under the sun. But at least he like he's more awake in this than he is in either of the sore appearances he makes. Yeah. You know, like I just I yeah. He's playing Saw, but he's not good in the later ones. No. I I don't think he's great in Saw to be. Honest. I mean, Saw Seven. He's fucking awful in that film. Um, but I mean, he's fair. His two it. fucking mates are in, in the other match. Yeah, yeah, you never find that out, do you? Um, oh, they'll be in fucking Sorry, Squiggle from the Book of Saw. Pamphlet. Pamphlet, pamphlet from the leaflet of Saw. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, I just, I, I had a really good time with this. Um, yeah, yeah it's fun. Do you know what it is? Do I, do I genuinely think it is? Hmm. It's um, my brain's gone dead. It's it, it's hey, want to see fun Saint Maud? <laughs> <laughs> that, that yeah, but it's, yeah, it's Saint Maud, but good. <laughs> Saint Maud, but good. Oh God, fuck! I tell you what, that's a Paul quote and a half. <laughs> so, fucking contact us, you can get that Saint Maud, but good film bastards. <laughs> yep, let's go. But that's that's what it is. It was it, yeah. it it's fun. It's um, I didn't realize it's based on James Herbert novel. Yeah, yeah, fucking hell. Um, the directing's a little bit OTT, but not like stylish OTT. Just a little bit like like I said, it's earnest and it's really trying. What is it? And I can't work out whether or not it's purposefully being like that because of the context of the movie and these people fall for shit like that. Or if it is just that that's the type of filmmaker he is. But like with the 
the Virgin Mary bit there and the you know the, the visions and all sorts of things like that all feel a little bit it feels like a movie that would have been made in the mid 90s rather than the yeah now yeah I mean we're we suckers for movies about Catholic stuff aren't we yeah that, that, that's, that's the thing like religious horror is quite rare you know and, and so it, it's it's fun to see it here but i mean like i really i really like the as such creature design like the the mask yeah like i i thought that was great and that opening sequence the first person thing that that was that was a hell of a way to open a film as well yeah it, it did make you go uh, yes, I need to get off. I'm gonna leave right. you guys discussing this. Definitely not shit. Loved it. Bye bye. Right, yeah, yeah, but the, the first person that, that was a great little. It made you go. Oh, this film been fucking around. Yeah, straight. Yeah, straight up. I, I yeah, I, I I thought everybody was dialed in. Uh, I thought the runtime didn't take the piss. Uh, the, the scare sequences. I don't particularly remember them, but they were fine in the moment. Um. Yeah, yeah. I. Th- it was a bit of a win, in all honesty. Yeah, it was. It it was. It was a bit of a surprise banger, to be honest. Mm. Out of the three horror movies that we've chatted so far, um, it's probably my favourite. It's the one I like the most. Yeah. And that's well, not damning with faint praise. Like no. it, I, I think the unholy is a legitimately. If you're into horror films it's it's a really worthwhile watch yeah absolutely it, it is and it's it's it um jeffrey Moore makes weird choices and he, he he seems to be a an actor who likes the horror genre um and so we'll dip in every now and again with something that he's always really quite good in and he, he elevates the movie um but it's like you say it, it gets its shit done it it's it, what, what, just about 100 minutes, 99 minutes, something like that. But it easily fills that time um, really quite well. It, it's, yeah, it was a nice surprise, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, absolutely. And as well, um, it's the sort of thing where you'd usually expect this to just appear on like Netflix or something like that as a Netflix original. But glad I saw it in the cinema. It, 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 it's worthy of that. There's yeah. nothing particularly fucking cinematic in it, but it's it. I didn't. It didn't feel. Whereas I, I, I at points thought with Spiral, this feels. This looks a little bit Netflix sheeny. It's 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 like the digital filmmaking look. Yeah. That's it. It's how films look these days. It is, and they, you know, and you can get people who can fuck around with light and make it look a little make make digital look better mm. or you can get people who will just shoot with digital and just utilize it as a good tool to use yeah yeah i, I but overall definitely not shit i had a, a yeah really good time with it yeah it's yeah oh our audience poll so i get i can get this two seconds i had this up a second ago and then i lost it um definitely not shit 25 percent touching cloth 25 percent shit 25 percent and geostar 25 percent oh fair enough yeah a, a real mixed bagger yeah yeah i i, I could kind of see it um 
Right, okay, so last main review is Army of the Dead. So this is a Netflix film. It's the first time in a long time we've had a majority cinema, Jesus Christ. Uh, so this is directed by Zack Snyder, stars Dave Bautista, Ella Purnell, Anna de la Regea, Omari uh, Hardwick, Theo Rossi, Matthias Schweighofer, Nora Arnizid. There, yeah, sure. Garrett Dillahunt and Hiroyuki Sanada. Oh, and Tig Notaro, who, before I forget, the digital insertion of her into the film was pretty much fucking flawless. Fair play. You would not have told if you if you hadn't had known. Very, yeah. Had you not known, you wouldn't have noticed. And you do know there was one moment I felt it didn't work and it wasn't even a speaking bit. It was just in a background bit where they're moving along and she looks like she's moving at a completely different place to the Oh, place. that's interesting. But right. literally, it is a blink and you'll miss it kind of thing. And had I not known, it wouldn't have fucking registered. So it could be a little bit like, maybe I'm not seeing it, maybe I'm imagining seeing it, if that makes sense. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so... Zack Snyder on a bit of a on a bit of a high, you know, critical reappraisal. Um, I, I mean, I'll say I uh, I watched Watchmen again last week. Um, you know, we're we're going so long that uh, well, I mean, in a good way, but we're we're going long. But um, uh, yeah, I really like the ultimate cut of Watchmen. We'll, we'll talk about it again, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, you know, Justice League four hour version. People are just like, yeah, all right, fair enough. You know, like you, you, that's 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 a good time. Seems to be the uh, uh, the, the general view of it. Um, Army of the Dead reaction on social media, ba- kind of basically back to how we were before Justice uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. It feels like to me. Um, it's 148 minutes long. Um, Mark roughly how into the film were you for that 148 minutes um i would say maybe a hundred of those sure okay um liked the opening get the bear with two seconds and my battery's about to die i need to run grab my charger quickly so just fill for a second sure I like the opening. I think Zack Snyder. Uh, I, I like Zack Snyder. I think there is a a feeling against him that I think sometimes is a little bit snobby and mean. Um, to be honest, I think it's a. People have decided they don't like him and that they kind of want to cancel him, but they don't really seem to have many reasons to cancel him. He doesn't fit the visual profile um, of what people like, I think. And I think there's there's an element of that to it. Um, Whereas he actually seems like he might be an all right dude. Um, But I like the opening of it. Um, I liked, I was mostly engaged for the... um, for like a setup, but then it started to lose me in the the middle 
and then I think it shits the bed at the end. So that's interesting. I, 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 I think that I wasn't really into the like the out like the how it escapes bit. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I could agree with that. That felt a little bit. If that was that important, it'd be getting transported better. Yeah, it, uh, 100%. It is It is just like, right, if you are literally called the horsemen, like, you're not you're not just on a convoy on a public road. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even if you're on a convoy on a public road, the 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 package or the payload um, yeah. that is there, um, that isn't the second in line. <laughs> yeah, I... I and I, the thing is, I, I started watching this, I was drunk as shit, and I still was like, yeah, that doesn't sit right at all. But yeah. then the, the 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 title sequence was great. Yeah. Uh, like, t- that is, like, terrific. Um, like, it's basically Zack Snyder looked at Zombieland and was like, yeah, I could do that way better. Um, and, and, you know, and I, I yeah, uh, really really solid um and again picks a a banging version of a of a song to kind of go i'm gonna frame it like this richard cheese is having a good year between this and barb and star i'll tell you what (laughs) yeah very very pleased for richard cheese just the fact that zack snyder's using them again after dawn of the dead as well you know i i I just like how cyclical that is um Um, and yeah, I mean the setup, it, the setup is good. Um, th- yeah, then I, I, I think it kind of mellow. I don't know, not mellows out, but it just it plods a bit. I think there's then like a really good hour or so, and then I agree, ending com- completely whiffs it. Like the fact that, like you're about 15 minutes from the end. And basically everyone's dead. And then it's like, oh shit, he survived. And then you've got this like weird fucking epilogue where that guy just gets on the private plane and he's like feeling woos. And it, it, you know, and I don't know, just knowing that a prequel has already been shot and they're planning on doing other things, that ending just feels so coming next time on Army of the Dead. Yeah, it, it's they they yeah they they had all this in the bag anyway because it's it, it, it like a yeah it, it, it's not he's not Snyder's just produced and done the story for the prequel hasn't he? Uh, yeah, and uh, interestingly enough, so it's a prequel about the German guy and yeah. the German guy's directed it. And it's a rom com. Is it? Yeah, it's a it's a rom com heist film. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then there's going to be an animated series. And, and 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 I mean, this is. I suppose this is one of my problems with the film. It introduces characters, and then two hours later, they're all dead or effectively dead. You know, I mean, okay, Ella Purnell gets out of it. That 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 that's it. And it, it's just, if you're going to be 148 minutes long, and use that time to set up these characters and then just like pretty much off every single fucking one of them. I, I, I'm just a little bit, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I, I was, I was a little bit like that. You, you didn't need to get rid of, um, Batista, for instance. Sure. No, you could have, you, you, you could have kept me. It, it, it didn't need for that, but also as well, 
it was literally the only character that survives it, it all is the one character whose fault pretty much everybody else's death is. Yeah. And it, it that's kind of it. Like they, they didn't they Yeah that you're right. wasn't enough. You didn't get behind that character enough because she just wanted to just she wanted to get back in there. It, it she was not a good character. She needed to save this woman because she's got kids, don't you know? It's like yeah, but she did make the choice to go in there. So it's kind of on her a little bit. I get the feeling like maybe she isn't the best mom in the world. Um, but then, yeah, everybody else dies because she doesn't do essentially as she agreed to do. Everybody else dies. Everyone would have got out of there. All right. Yes, they might have had to deal a little bit with the um, what's it thing. Um, Garrett, um, Dillahunt thing. Yeah, but I get the feeling like they maybe would have been at a better deal with it had they not been having to fight off all of these zombies, which they wouldn't have had to have been doing because they'd have gone by then. That's a good, yeah, good point. Yeah, I, 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 I just. I, considering the amount of world building this is doing, because obviously it's setting up a franchise. What's the mm. world? Oh. It's a post-apocalyptic world with zombies. Sweet, yeah. yeah. What else? What else have you got? So the next one is clearly going to be. I mean, because the the, the 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 what is it? One, the army of thieves is uh, the rom-com about the origin story of Dita. The animated series is about um, the. Uh, Batista's team essentially and how they uh, fought like everything back in Vegas and then the sequel's clearly set in Mexico City so it's all set up there and I will watch a sequel but it does feel a little bit like you built it up a cool idea you you fleshed it out way too much and then you just fucking crumpled into a heap at the landing. Yeah, I mean, and this is it. It's a cool idea for a film. It's, you know, limited area. You're trying to do a bank heist in the middle of a fuck, or like like a safe heist in the middle of a fuckload of zombies. That yeah, yeah that's a cool idea. But it, it almost feels like it was like right, we're gonna do this little idea, and then it's gonna sprawl off into something you've probably seen before that's it even the conceit of it all where you're watching it going clearly he doesn't want the money because it's because we're ridiculously going he's already got the money and it's only 200 million dollars that doesn't seem like he'd put this much of an effort into just getting that back hang on oh oh sorry i thought you were, yeah I thought you were talking about the budget for a second there. Yeah, no, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it just feels a little bit like, right, so, so they're clearly there for something else. But it's a bit like, I'm sure you could have got a group of mercenaries to go in there and just get someone's head. Yeah. And have given them $200 million to do it. And just the, what, what's the reason for it? Uh, you know, so we can make a zombie army. Fuck off. Yeah. Like how many bloody films 
do we watch where it, it it's like okay we want to get them so that we can make an army of them and i i you know this film kind of does where where it's aliens influences on this on on its sleeve oh yeah with the with the headband that girl's wearing yeah yeah absolutely but it but th- yeah but that's in character and style not fucking plot and i, I just yeah I, I i i switched off and like seriously that just that last 10 15 minutes you know Dave Batista dies, and then it's just like, oh, and here's this other guy, and then it's going to be a nihilistic ending to set up a sequel. Fucking brilliant. Well done. Yeah, it, it did feel a little bit, I don't know, like like, like you say, it, it, it does kind of shit the bed a little bit, and it, it's a bit of a shame, because stylistically, it, 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 it's fun and it's interesting, but it's got so little to say, actually. And even the the Theo Rossi um, character, when he goes in, it's interesting how they bring him in and she's basically just using him as an offering. I thought that was quite a cool idea. Um, But then when he gets turned, it's like, right, well, you know he's going to fucking come back to (laughs) quite literally bite them. But then he comes back and he's gone within like another few seconds. Yeah, yeah, quite. And it's like, so what was the point in that? There's very little... It, there's the weird thing is with it there's very little threat there is either oh they'll be fine or oh look they're dead yeah it's there's no there's, there's no near misses <laughs> no one nearly gets killed they all just get killed yeah i yeah i it's <sighs> it also i never ever want Zack snyder to be his own dp ever again oh, um yeah there was a lot of there was a lot of right. Whoever's talking right now is in focus. Yeah, shallow focus all yeah. over the and place. And then and everybody else is out of focus. Oh, well, now that person's talking, so everyone's out of focus. And it, it, it felt a little bit like that. It also did feel at points like um, at the earlier points of the movie, um, where the camera angles at like at different um, angles and bits like that, and it's like that. It's like right. This might be a little bit of one of these things where I think Zack Snyder is a talented filmmaker, but he's I just don't think he's a cinematographer, but I think he thinks he's a cinematographer. It's it's a film where the poster is more colourful than the film as well. Um, It's fucking Vegas. So what are we going to do then? Oh, it's going to be yellow brown. Even down to things like um, what's his name? Is it um, Raúl Castillo, um, uh, who plays the um, the Puerto Rican dude who's got like essentially like a YouTube yeah, channel? Yeah, 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 yeah. Him, it, he doesn't get to do anything cool after the YouTube video thing. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he doesn't get to do any sick kills or anything like that it it it, it just just generally just shoots at them and that's about it really yeah i just what did his mate think he was going there for as well (laughs) well that's a good point (laughs) so odd also a there's a, a growing dislike of heist movies is this trope of um when the heist is being explained 
having it being acted out and then act it out differently later on. It feels yeah. a little bit, it doesn't work. Now yep. it's been done too much and it's just wasting time. This movie is already very long. It doesn't, and you can you can see where you can literally go, well, we don't need that bit and we don't need that bit and we don't need that bit and we don't need that bit. Yep. You could just move it out 110 minutes without actually losing anything. And it, it, this is the thing. It's like with Justice League, it's four hours long, but it's like it, it's there's a lot of characters that are given a lot of time and they have quite a lot of impact here. There's a lot of characters given a lot of time and fuck all of them make an impact. Yeah. I, I, I have a feeling that the Army of the Dead 2 will have a ridiculous cast, but most of them will get killed off in the first uh, very quickly. It'll be, yeah. Well, Netflix have got deep pockets. We'll we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I, and to be fair, I like Batista in this. I think his, oh, yeah. um, it, it is kind of like combo of looking like he could murder you by looking at you, but also by acting with sensitivity. It, it's such... I think it's a pretty unique combo, to be yeah. fair, and he really does well with it. Yeah, I, I actually—he's one of those things with Batista. I think he actually is a, quite a good actor, um, in that sense. Uh, it, I think he's going to be one where it's going to be interesting to see what he does. Uh, he was recently asked about um, what happens after the next Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, are you going to stand on for another three movies and stuff like that? And he was like. Guys, you have to accept the fact that when we start shooting the next one, um, it was like, I, I'm going to be 53, 54 years old. If I waited another three years, I'm going to be nearly 60. Yeah, yeah. He's like, this, I ain't going to look like this in five years' time. Yeah. It's already, it, it's difficult. And he, he seems like a guy who's quite, he, he seems like a smart dude. And I, I quite like that. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a smart guy and he knows his limitations. And, you know, I think he's probably thinking like, you know, in five years time, if I can settle into character actor roles or if no one wants me, that's absolutely fine. I'll just live my life. Yeah, I, it, it, it's that he's going to end up playing, playing aging tough man. But, yeah. But. In, in, in quite a good way, I think. I think there's, there's, there's an interesting thought to, I think, what's going to happen with him, to be honest. It's it's quite... It, it, he's an interesting performer. I quite enjoy spending time with him. Yeah. Um, and he, he worked in this character. My only problem is that we're not going to see more of his character. No, yeah. Yeah, it's... It's, it's a shame... Um, like, because the only aspect of the world I was particularly interested in was him. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I just there's there's an hour or so which I think is quite fun. Um, you know, he, he when the guns are blasting and whatnot, it you know, good stuff. The the whole thing with them testing the traps in front of the safe. And like trying to get the zombies to walk towards the the like the trigger. Yeah, I quite I quite enjoyed that. You know, I, it's I don't I don't think it's shit, but it's no, way it's closer. Shit. It's way closer to shit than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it 
I mean, I, I, I think it's definitely not shit for me. Um, and I don't even think it's, it's what is it? Um, but, but I just, I, I feel like that there's a better movie there. And I think that weirdly, Zack Snyder, I think sometimes needs somebody to corral him a little bit. Yeah. Uh, which is weird because I think that, 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 that um, Justice League is, is brilliant. Uh, the, the, the far cut, I think it, it thoroughly earns it. But I do think that he maybe needs somebody to just occasionally go no and bits like that. But then I was reading a thing that said that that literally they 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 shot a a, a character a, a joke character that they ended up having to cut out of it because Zack Snyder was like I think we've gone too far here, and so they cut a character out of it which apparently was going to be a stripper in. Uh, Vegas that had a massive dick but his dick had a bite out of it who <laughs> was just walking around and apparently they filmed it and then were like <laughs> no it's we've gone too far here let's not <laughs> like, we're not going to get away with this we're going to get we're going to get quite rightly fingers pointed at us yeah yeah and That's so it does show that he does have some kind of filter there but I just I wanted it to be more fun and it tried to get too serious towards the end yeah 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 absolutely fair um Tignatara's entrance into it was fantastic oh yes absolutely yeah I'll do it but you want to know what it is no I'm good are you sure you don't want to know what it is like look at my life it's shit of course I'm gonna do it yeah yeah I, I enjoyed Tignataro a great deal in this, actually. Yeah. Yeah, she's uh, great. The pronoun is she, yeah? Yes, the pronoun is she. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, Just she is a, 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 a gay lady. But the pronoun is she. Check this beforehand. Uh, okay, all right, cool. Thank you. Um, so, uh, yeah, definitely not shit. Mildly so. How was the poll? Ooh, the poll was... My phone keeps on going into sleep mode. Uh, right, where is it? Where have you gone, you brick? There you are. Definitely not shit, 23%. Touching cloth, 46%. Mm, shit, fair. 23%. And Geostorm, 8 of the percents. Yeah, okay. All right, that makes sense. That does seem uh, quite fair. Questions? We have we have one, just the one. Uh, okay. Where's the one? Um, with the Snyder Cut of Justice League coming out recently, it reminded me of changing an opinion uh, that the director's cut of Blade Runner resulted in. What other director's cut versions of films have changed your view, either positively or otherwise? Hmm. I mean, a, a big one there is um, the, the, the ever-changing... Um, um, Blade Runner, but Blade Runner is better for the director's cut. But I'm trying to think. I, I, I think the, the, a bad one is the um, Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko director's cut is, yeah. is makes it into a into a bad movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I will be honest. I don't think I've ever watched all of the fully extended cuts of the um, Lord of the Rings movies. No, they're not particularly your bag, are they? I mean, they're, no. they're, they're better than the theatrical, but like, 
if you're not that into Lord of the Rings, it's probably hours of your life you don't need to use. Uh, I'm a big fan of the of the redux of uh, Apocalypse Now, obviously, because mm-hmm. it's the my favourite movie of all time. Now. Um, I mean the uh, the Aliens special edition. I I like I Aliens. Say, yeah, where are you with the Aliens one? Yeah, I I I'm a I'm a special edition guy. I like. Me too. You know, I it, it's got such joy, like kind of cinematic joys, is the like the whole what happened to uh, Ripley's daughter thing, which is a really good pa- uh, character moment. But also, um, you know, the uh, the turret sequences. You know, like it's it's a nice Cameron combination of more emotion and more action. Yeah, yeah, I, I, it, it does work better for me. I mean, I, I, I'm also a fan of the assembly cut of Alien Three. Alien 3. Yeah, agree. Um, I, I, I genuinely quite, I, I quite enjoy that movie. I understand why it's not as much uh, revered, but I do really like it. Recent one, Doctor Sleep. Yeah, yeah. Even, I, I like the theatrical as well. To be fair, I think yeah. I, I think they've they've both got their um their their charms. Absolutely, yeah. Um, still need at some point uh, a full HD version or a 4K version or something of the director's cut of um the Abyss. It will come. It, it better at some point because that's fantastic. Um, trying to think. Ooh, the full. I'm just looking through like a director's cut um thing, so that's why I'm just reading off a load. Yeah. Once upon a time in America, the full cut. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Fifty odd minutes long. That's a fucking good time. Mm. <laughs> Not. I mean, it's good, but no one's having fun. Ah, <laughs> uh, fucking hell. Nice. Is there anything else? Oh, um. That was the last one I was thinking of. That was in the back of my brain. Um, the Leon director's cut ruins the movie. I don't think I've seen the director's cut because people are so yeah, don't watch the director's cut. Yeah. Don't don't need to. It, it, it ruins the movie. Mm. It makes it into a creepy, seedy story rather than a father daughter story. Mm. Yeah, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. So. That is it for a bumper episode 399 of Film Bastards. Thank you very much for listening, folks. Um, next week, we will be covering for episode 400, A Quiet Place Part 2, and I believe Cruella. Yep. Um, so, yeah, and Lord knows what else we might get up to. Um, but will we get will we get to answer the, the mystery question of why isn't Emily Blunt wearing shoes in the Quiet Place 2 trailer? <laughs> oh, who knows? Still can't um, get my head around that. Why does it only look like Digimon Honsune is only in flashbacks? That is a good point, that actually, yeah. I'm gonna throw that out there right now. Yeah. Um yeah, it's I'm I am looking forward to that film because I think it looks good. At the same time I'm looking forward to it because I never have to watch the trailer again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I've um, been to the cinema three times in the past. 20 hours <laughs> yeah I, I to be fair i think apart from peter rabbit 2 it's, it's played in front of every single fucking thing yeah. and it basically played in front of every single fucking thing the last time cinemas were open as well so yeah. uh and, and maybe even the time before that <laughs> yeah it's it's weird thinking that you know like 14 15 months after it was due to open we're finally gonna see it 
And is it is it just kind of old hat at this point? It's odd. It is. It is. It's going to be the same with Black Widow, where it's a bit like, right, we've done. It's happened. Can we all move on to the next fucking shiny thing now? It does slightly feel like that's what this summer is. It's like Fast 9. It's a bit like, all right, it's already out in China. I know you brought it forward a couple of weeks over here, and thank you for that. Could you maybe just bring it out next week? And let's let's just oh, do is, it. Is it out in China now? Yeah. Ah, oh, how's it doing? Oh, like really well. I think it, it, it's in whatever territories it's opened in, it's already wow. done over $150 million. 163 million so far just in China. Yeah. Uh, like, China, Russia and South Korea. It, it's Fast 9 is going to do just fine. Oh, that, that that's made me feel like I'm quite warm inside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's three weeks. Oh, nice. Look you know, it's not, I mean, it's not even that fucking long. So, it, it, uh, it, you're looking at things and going, ah, fucking hell, it's fucking June. Fucking end of June. Oh, it's three weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I know. I, it's it's interesting. And it is the first time there's like a football tournament going on. And yet they're bringing out big, big films at the same time as well in, yeah. in a while. Because they've there's just so much to fucking pack in, you know, it... Yeah, I don't know. It's it's it, it yeah. It's going to be an interesting few months, and it it feels like Touchwood. They're 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 staying open. We'll we'll see. Uh, but it feels like it. So yeah. Um, busy, busy, busy. Several weeks ahead. Several months ahead. Quite frankly. So yeah. Thank you very much, Mark. Thank you very much, Ian. Uh, I'm going to let Mark get some food. I'm going to go to the toilet and watch the second half of the football and uh, have a good one, everyone. Thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.